Okay, so welcome to the world of tomorrow. Mate. Shut the fuck up. Have you watched the full Ragnarok trailer? It's fucking amazing. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. We're now post TR, which is post full Ragnarok. Full Ragnarok. Yeah. So trailer. So yeah. now Comic movies are fun again. I want well, welcome to cricket 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 Welcome to the Crit Apocalypse. My name's Matt. This is Anne. Not in alphabetical order, obviously. Order of importance. Poor um, so, anyway, before we go nuts, let's just quickly sum up what we do here, and then we'll get into the excitement, because I know you want to talk about something before we start the actual reviews. You want to talk about something crazy, so wait for it. Chris Apocalypse is a bi-weekly podcast in which we review four things each, stuff and fangs. We can record, buy a lot of things. We can review anything we want, and the recording is essentially just ad hoc. We record a conversation and... We're not organised like those guys at Charge Shot, whose podcast I appeared on last week. Jesus fucking Christ. They had notes. Yeah, did they? Yeah, they had did like they fucking, Google Docs. you documents. fuck off back over there then? They had Google Docs. Did they? Yeah. Did they? And then subjects. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Professionals. Well, do you want to start they doing had a list. That? Do you want to start they, doing that? They had a list. Are you saying you want us to somehow improve? You should make a list of what I'll you're going make, to review. I'll make a Google Doc and then we can do that in future. Next next time we're going to review something, we'll have a subject and all the other shit that you fucking fell in love with when you were over there. Mm. Jesus Christ, Dan. Back to what well, people care about us talking about. listen to Charge Shot. This is, this is what people want us to talk about. You know that people care about this stuff. So Donald Trump's fucked more kids. Anyway, what were you saying? We're both we're, we're post-TR. So both both post TR for Ragnarok. Yeah. So you've watched the trailer. I've watched the trailer. I've watched the trailer five times now. Your opinion of trailers isn't good. My opinion of trailers is very good. No, Suicide Squad. Trailer was all right. No, it wasn't. The trailer was terrible. Just like the movie was terrible. And I said it was going to be terrible. And you said, no, the trailer looks really fun. It looks dumb fun. So... For Ragnarok looks incredible. It yeah. has all the stuff that you want in a trailer. It has the Jews. It has the whites. It has the blacks. It has the Jews. It has the Chinese. Oh, yeah, Ruff- is Mark Ruffalo Jewish? I was saying Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is, he is. Yeah. How did he get in space? I don't know, but one of the things that I like is that somehow space is more diverse. Hey, this is the second alien he's played in a film. It is, yeah. Yeah. Space what is was somehow, the other film? Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. Space <laughs> is somehow more diverse than uh, diverse, sorry, than uh, than any movie set on Earth well, so far. Of course it is, because there's billions of planets and life can but, no, evolve but, in various but ways. But that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying, and I like what you're saying. I like what you're putting down. I care about it, but listen here. Like the rhymes I'm spitting. Look, <sighs> start off your day with your arteries shaking. Anyway, back to the point. So, space. We have many different people. Space. Space. The space, space. 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 Welcome to space. I'm in space. Four years later. Uh, so anyway, back to... Back to for Ragnarok. So the interesting mm. thing is that there are multi... Multi... Multi-cultures. I think the most interesting thing about Thor Ragnarok is they clearly ditched whatever film they planned after The Dark World and were just like, fuck it, do what you want, Taika Waititi. I think no, I don't think that's entirely true. I think that Where's the film where they discover that Loki's put taken place of Odin and well, all that completely ditched. That was the whole point cuz Loki's asleep. No, sorry, not Loki's asleep. Odin's asleep. So that's what allows Ragnarok to come about. No, he's no, he's not. He's um Loki's replaced him. No, he's hidden Odin away. Odin's yeah. still asleep and allowed he by him taking over he doesn't realize but obviously But he's Odin- obviously he it's wasn't not there. been dumped. That's going to be like one of the integral things of the film. They have to wake up Odin, the Allfather, yeah. to stop death. That's the whole point. Yeah, but they've so already discovered Loki's not 
no, really is that's taking probably over his place. What, that's probably what Death realises. Hmm. That's but probably what... We already know from Doctor Strange that they've discovered it and they've got Loki in prison somewhere. Can you remember at the end of Doctor Strange and the post credit scenes? Um, Doctor Strange is like, yeah, I can help you find where your brother's gone now. I, I, for some reason I'd forgotten that. Yeah. He had replaced their... They, it's been all done off camera. Uh. So they've literally ditched whatever they were planning for that and gone straight to 80 synth rock friggin... Album just, cover the well, movie. No, it's, it's Planet Hulk Light. <laughs> yeah, is what it is. That's okay. I like that. I like Planet Hulk. I think it's a good book. Yeah, I like they've redesigned um, Hulk's face. It looks more like Mark Ruffalo now. Well, I think that that's that's going to be explained as part of the evolution of him being on Planet Hulk. Yeah, because yeah. in that the All two consci- graphics. Yeah, the two consciences they merge slightly. And he's got more control over he's it got now. More control. When's over he going to be Joe Fix it? I don't know. But uh, my favorite line in the film: mm. "You like you like water, I like fire." Like big inferno smouldering fire, and it's just you're just smouldering that, fire, yeah, yeah, just that nice little smile, yeah, that little, I like that. How is there? How is there more like charm and charisma for a jolly a jolly green giant than there was in like the entirety of Age of Ultron? The most mm. charming thing in Age of Ultron was a fucking robot or two robots. I can't remember what Hulk did in Age of Ultron, apart from get put to sleep. Well, at the end... He's he better was... in the first Avengers film. Yeah. Like, the first Avengers film was like, holy shit, they did Hulk right. Yeah, it's like a nuke. And there's it's a whole, like... like, you know, Captain America giving the orders and just turns to Hulk and goes, Hulk, smash. Yeah. Puny guard. I like I like the beginning where they did the, like, the side-on, full-on comic book little, like, we're travelling through the woods trying to get to the base. That was kind of nice. Yeah. But then you had... then The film was a mess. Yeah. All they needed to do was... I don't know why they didn't just introduce the Amadeus Cho thing where he had like a thing on his arm that when he got big Hulk style, hmm. it would put him to sleep. They'd have a thing and it'd just sedate him. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, just massive amount of tranquilizers. You know, condensed. Yeah. But instead they had to make him fall in love with Scarlet Witch. Not Scarlet like Witch. Scarlet Hansen. Uh, Scarlet Hansen. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, I know. I mean... You Can know. you imagine how quickly she'd been torn apart if uh, Hulk got a lob on? Well, he's got to be careful with that. I remember it was a plot point in... Um... The Incredible Hulk film, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Poor Liv Tyler. That's where she's gone now. <laughs> That's why he walked away. <laughs> Shit happened. Got no when to hold him. No when yeah. to no when to fold him. She exploded. No when to love him. No when to walk away. Mm. Or, you know, no when to hulk out during sex and rip a person in half with your giant wanger. Yeah, who's <laughs> <Yahoo, serious. laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry, that's the point. So, we watched the Justice League cha- trailer as well, and there's a palette swap there, so they've changed the dark scenes to red scenes. It looks like looks... they've brightened things up and made it more colourful. And yeah. I've seen a Hot Toys figure of the Superman, and his costume's more bl- um, brighter blue. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. So, so it seems like, like, they're, like a proper, like... they're nudging towards a brighter feel. So when Green Lantern shows up, are you going to be surprised, or Nightwing? No, I reckon Nightwing will be in it. You reckon Nightwing will be in yeah. it? Who's going to play Nightwing? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell? <laughs> How cool would that be? Oh, uh, that wouldn't be cool. He's fat now. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Let me, just do, let me just do a little bit of cardio. No. <laughs> let me do a little bit of jogging and then I'll be ready to go. Um, God. It's, it's weird though that um, out of all the trailers, this, the thing that hasn't caused the most controversy has been the Ready Player One trailer. It's yeah. just come in and people have been like, yeah, I like the look of it. It looks interesting. You know. It's one of those trades where you can't grasp anything from it though. That's a no. I teaser. think I think probably the biggest con- like the biggest comment has been, and it's something I agree with, is that it doesn't look like anyone imagined Oasis would look. Yeah, maybe because like I've never read the books. No, the book, in the books, whatever. Oasis is described like the main hub of Oasis is the school. Mm. Like that's the main place where the player stays because he's like in the Oasis. You earn money by getting points by doing stuff. 
So when you leave school, you get more points by going to a job and earning points at the job, and that's like your currency. And in the real world, you can buy stuff using those points. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the main planet that he starts out on, the planet that most people see um, when they start the start the console, the VR, is like just a school. It's the same school billions of times, and everyone goes to this planet to go to school. So you just yeah. automatically start off there. And if after school is done, you want to head off to another location, you have to have money. Yeah. And to get money, you need to be already rich or doing a job in the outside world to travel on the Oasis network. Yeah. And he sort of explains how he knows people that are rich that have cars and stuff and they sort of grab rides off them and they go to low-level planets to try and level up. So it's like an RPG, like an MMORPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and over time, you know, obviously he goes about and he, he like absorbs, they get stuff off of almost like a, not like a dark web, but it's almost like now when you pirate films. Yeah. It's like they they pirate all this 80 shit so they've got like a, a fake basement that's like wood panelled and stuff like something from the 80s hmm. and they have all like the comics from the 80s and the films from the 80s and they'll watch them together and like play Pong and, and fucking nerds yeah they're essentially like they're pop culture nerds from now taken to the extreme of having a little treasure trove without having to actually collect any of the shit yeah um, and that's and that's something that in the books comes across as basically all the characters in the books are bad no one's really no one's really like uh, no one's really someone that you you are meant to like. I don't think. I think they're meant to be the worst of the internet. And it's going to be weird to see how they make the protagonist into someone who isn't hated immediately. They'll probably change quite a bit. Spielberg is adapting something. Yeah. He'll do what he wants with it. I mean, yeah. I think that I think it's going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be Ready Player One like the people that like. It would be impossible to condense that book down into one film. Be really imagine. easy because they have massive time jumps in the book, yeah. and like loads of the scenes would be really quick. Like, there's a scene in which he gets caught for um, stuff that he's done, and he gets caught purposely so that they take him away. But then he like because he's like scrubbed himself and stuff, and he's paid for someone to data mine the police station so he can get out. Mm. It's essentially just like, well, there you go, you're free because none of the information's on there. We've checked all the archives and stuff, and they're like, and it's it's almost like it's a comment on how data's handled now and how everything exists so yeah. if it doesn't exist on the system they just let them go hmm. and like it's just it, loads of stuff like that and it's going to be weird to see how that works it's going to see it's going to be weird to see how a lot of it works like I said to you before we started recording I wonder if it's only universal properties in this or I wonder if they've got licenses from Marvel and Disney and all the other people to yeah they will do yeah, it's Steven Spielberg. So likely, I think that Steven Spielberg is the kind of person that if he turns to them and says, "I'll direct a film for you if you let me use the entirety of your back catalogue," and they will be like, "All right." Well, he's the producer who got freaking Who Made Roger Rabbit sorted. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. And Who Made Roger Rabbit is like that's incredible. Incredible how they managed to get yeah. Warner Brothers, freaking Disney, and a whole bunch of other animations all together. Mm. This this film probably should have been made by Robert Zemeckis. Like it's a Robert Zemeckis yes style no. thing. I like. I, I want to see the stuff that I read in the book, but at the same time, I want the characters to be better. Mm. I want them to do it for a less... Because... They said apparently they're given some characters more of a role. Yeah. So it's, there's like it's probably changed stuff, quite a bit. There's loads of stuff that you could guess now as well about the characters. Like, mm. there's one character that's introduced as one thing, and then later on you meet them in the real world and they're a completely different thing. Yeah. And it's like... It's almost like that's expected the internet now, so I'd like to see if they just played that on its head and just straight away they had it as one thing, and then it's exactly the same mm. in real life. Yeah. Yeah, because like I think that nowadays I think that there'd be more of it'd be more of um, well now with the internet and the way that everybody works, there's so many fetishes and all the other shit out there. 
Listen, you're racist. Just fill the film with racist. No, 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 no. I think that like because because although the internet is a less accepting place in some ways, it's more accepting in others. So I think that it, it's not needed because Ready Player One was written in like what two thousand six, two thousand seven, yeah, two thousand eight, something like that. I think that a lot of that would be would be fine back then when the internet was still weirdly in its infancy. Still, people hadn't become the characters they are now yet. I think back then it makes sense for them to do one thing with a character and then another. So, so um, say, in, say in an example like Catfish, I use the example of Catfish. So all those women that pretend to be like a white, tall, skinny girl from like California and they turn out to be like a stumpy fucking Asian chick who, who is t- incredibly sa- scared of like socialising and is this very, very um, sad figure but they try to be something else because it gave them self-esteem and then someone goes along goes why the fuck did you do this it's like oh it's pretty clear if you're a human being but obviously you're not a human being anymore you become a fucking monster and he's like shaking it like why the fuck aren't you that tall skinny blonde woman I was talking to on the internet it's like well, don't be a prick about it, you know. That's life. You gonna review something? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I don't. I'm hoping that they they just. I'm hoping that in this, the characters are just the characters as they are in the film. So hire someone who is who who is like they are in the book. They're like they're not described as attractive people. Like the his sidekick, I think, could be played by by like fucking, you know, he be played by the woman from Bruno who played the prostitute. Fuck it, who cares? Because it doesn't matter. If that's like who you are now, you don't need to hide behind something. You can be that person on the internet, and there'll be fucking plenty of people trying to have sex with you and trying to be nice to you and trying to give you shit just because so many people are attracted to fucking whatever. I may not be attracted to it, but there's hundreds of people out there that are, and it's incredible that we live in no, a world. You're into weird shit. Yeah, I know, but it's incredible that we live in a world now where that doesn't. Ne- you don't need to hide that shit. Like you can be out about it, and people are like, "Yeah, you're pretty." You should pretty be good, out about it. About what? About what you just things. I like having sex with women, guys. I'm really sorry. Oh. Fucking sorry. Fucking gross. I know, right? Oh, shit. If only I was gay. Oh. You know what? It would be easier if I was gay. Because just look at myself in the mirror if I wanted to masturbate. That's the oldest shit that people hear. Like, I have a gay friend and he hears that shit all just the looks fucking like he gets time. turned on by his own dick. Yeah, like it's, like, it's like, why would you be turned on by your own dick? Have you ever looked down on your body? You don't look good from no. your perspective. A narcissist would get turned on by their own <laughs> yeah, dick. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, like Lex that, Luger. He, he said that that's, that's the thing that he hears the most. That is the absolute worst fucking thing. It's like, oh, I wish I was gay because I could just look at my own dick and I'd be like, well, it's just like, no, that's not how it fucking works, dude. Oh. But anyway, so uh, my first review this week yeah, is... Yeah, after 15 fucking minutes. Uh, my first review this week is going to be... Oh, shit, what did I... What Didn't did you I say watch? you were writing a list? Yeah, I was, but I forgot to fucking do it. Oh. Um, God, what was the fucking... The new Netflix thing that I watched? Oh, Friends from College. I watched Friends with Col- from College. Why? Because I like I like a lot of the cast. It's got some good people in it. It's, uh, it's got um, the kid from Wonder Years. What, Fred Savage? Yeah, Fred Savage is in it. Oh, wait, it should have gone, what, Marilyn Manson? <laughs> That's what should have done. Shit. Shit. Fred Savage is in it. Um, it's, it's like, it's it's a weird comment. It's got a Billy the kid Eich- from The Wizard. It's got Billy Eichner in it. It's got uh, Michael, e- uh, Michael Keegan White. Uh, Ke- no, Michael... Key. It's got Key, Key from Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Key, Michael... Jordan, Mike. Jordan, Key... I can't, I can't remember because name. they've both got three Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele's the other Jordan one. Jordan Peele's the director. Michael, Michael Keegan. Keegan. Yeah. Something. Uh, but anyway, so it's, and uh, it's got. James um, Maynard Keenan. It's, yeah. It's got, um, it's got, uh, what's her name from, from Marvel? Uh, the one who plays the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Oh, yeah. You know who uh, I mean? From How Many Mother. No, yeah. from Safe House. From How Many Mother. Yeah, she's from Safe House. She plays a ghost. Spoilers. Um, so, anyway, friends from college. Wait, Safe House, the Michelle Pfeiffer. No, 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 no. no. The uh, film. Joanne, Julian Huff. Oh. And, um, oh, shit, I'm doing Josh Duhamel film. 
Oh. It's fucking, it's a ghost story. It's, it's a fucking secret ghost story and it's crazy. Anyway, so that's besides the point. Friends from College. It's a series on Netflix. It's all about a bunch of people that get together. They've been friends for ages. It turns out that like, you know, all through their lives, although they've um, been separate in some ways, they are very much connected. One of the connections is one person sleeping with another. The other person misses his friends and he finds out that it's really a destructive relationship, but he still craves their attention. Uh, another one, she finds out that, you know, pregnancy isn't easy. She can't get what? pregnant. She can't get pregnant. She's trying all these things and it's heartbreaking to see them go through it. In a very strange turn from a series like this, the pregnancy, the actual the actual um, thread of someone trying to get pregnant throughout the series doesn't just go through all of the episodes hmm. and then carry on to season two. It's dealt with in a three episode arc and it is fucking heartbreaking. And what's incredible is it makes you, it, it gives you an emotional response, but it gives you an emotional response in a way that you don't even notice. There is a gap between their hopeful stage and they're suddenly dealing with the fact it doesn't work stage. And that gap is one episode's credits. And it's just the fact that you see it for two episodes and then there's a new episode and you're dealing with the the aftermath and you get to deal with it with them because you don't get that cheesy scene of like a fucking song playing in the background whilst a couple cries into each other's arms or any of that shit or some woman turning away and rebuffing her What's lover's song? embrace. You don't get any of that shit. It's sung by Three Doors Down. <laughs> if I go crazy, then will you still call me Superman? Yeah, yeah something like that, yeah. <laughs> Who's but, the other one? What's that one with the whiny kid? If I, I could, no, no, no. he had a really high pitched voice and blonde hair, and the kids loved him back in the night in the eight. Oh, Aaron 2000s. Carter. No, not that one. No, he's a racist. <laughs> I can't remember the name. It was some bad. They had some song that wouldn't stop playing on MTV nonstop. Oh, um, oh wait. Oh shit! What's that song from One Tree Hill? Possibly one of those sort of ones. Oh, it's One Tree Hill, and yeah. it's um, yeah. I think you're thinking of. I think you're wherever I will go, but I think possibly. It, but um, but no, the One Tree Hill song is um is tired of looking around here, telling what I'm gonna do and who I'm supposed to be. I don't wanna be. It's a great song, really fucking good. Oh, anyway, yeah. sorry. Anyway, that's besides the point. Friends from college, I recommend it. Again, this is gonna be one of those ones. I wouldn't specifically get Netflix to watch this shit, but Netflix now is such a good value package in the UK because you've got so much Disney and Marvel and all the other shit is getting added to it, and their original content is so good. There's Can such a wealth put of stuff. fucking Lucha Underground on the UK di- Netflix do. for fuck's sake. Please do, because that's getting irritating. But it's it's such a wealth of content. Like, <laughs> for if you've got a 4K TV and a way of playing 4K Netflix, there's no question over having this or not, because it is the biggest library of shit next to YouTube. And YouTube, half of the stuff on there in 4K is kind of shit, so there's not much point in it. But, you know, it's nice to have this library of, of content. Like, I would recommend having it just to watch Daredevil Season 1 and 2 and Jessica Jones. But now there's so much other shit in there. They had, they had Ghostbusters 2 and Groundhog Day in 4K the other day. What? Uh, what you say that. Bill Murray in 4K. I know, right? Such a pimply face. Mm. Anyway, so Friends from College. I recommend Do you remember it. when the Ghostbusters in the new film just straight up fucking killed him? Look, right? There's a <laughs> and reason, it's never mentioned. There's a reason why Ghostbusters on Ultra HD 4K Blu-ray, the new one, by the way, there's a reason that Blu-ray went from £25 new to £8 in two weeks. It's because the film is fucking dog shit. <laughs> no one fucking wants it. No one wanted it in the cinema because it didn't do very well. And no one wants it on home video because it's a dog shit movie. Racist. You liked it. It was all right. It was fucking watchable. dog shit. No, it wasn't. That was my yes. problem. Was so many people were saying it's watchable. But then as soon as as soon as anyone... that As soon as someone told me the funniest character in the movie was like this woman who was just going around. She had one good scene. And then every other scene after that, she was so insufferable. I didn't understand why people thought she was funny. 
And then you had Patty Jenkins, not Patty Jenkins. <laughs> What's her name? What's the woman's name? It was Patty Jenkins, wasn't it? Was it Patty Jenkins? I keep thinking that's the director of Wonder Woman. That's Patty Jenkins, yeah. Yeah, who is, who is the name of the... I can't remember. Did she play a woman named Patty in the film? Yeah, Patty's the name of the character, isn't it? Is yeah. it? I don't know. Anyway, she was... She was. I've watched her on SNL and she's fucking hilarious. And mm. then she's in Ghostbusters and she's like, Damn! And I was like, oh, fuck me! What happened? Who? Oh, I don't know if it's a rape. It's like, Jesus Christ, who wrote this? Mm. What 50-year-old white dickhead wrote this piece well, of shit? Exactly the guy who directed it. Oh, what's his face? That's not Ivan Reitman. No, what's his face? Did Bridesmaid and all that? Yeah, I'm starting to think the Bridesmaids may have been a fluke because <laughs> I've seen Ghostbusters. Yeah, he did um the one with Sandra Bullock as well, didn't he? The Melissa heat. McCarthy. Yeah, the heat. Yeah, and that was dog shit. Yeah, that was so bad. And he so did he... the other one where Melissa McCarthy's the spy. Is that it just was called actually spy? okay? It was just called Spy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was actually okay. Yeah, with um. Jude Law and uh, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. That was actually. What were you okay. reviewing? I was reviewing Netflix. Friends from college. Friends from college. Yeah, uh, yeah I highly recommend it. It's really nice to see Fred Savage in it. Yeah. There's a great episode in which they go to a wine, a wine. Uh, they go wine tasting, but they go wine tasting in like California, and they're like, and they turn up and and they're like, hey, I've heard great things. I've heard this is like. This is the new, um, this is the new, like, and he says someplace in, in Italy. And, and the guy behind the counter trying to sell him wine goes, who the fuck said that? They're fucking lying to you, man. <laughs> like, that, we've been doing this for like four years. They've been doing it for hundreds of years. <laughs> they all start tasting wine. They're like, oh, that really strips the teeth, doesn't it? <laughs> it's incredible. It's just like a bunch of people, like, sort of ribbing off each other. And they're all very funny. Keen- James Keenan makes his wine. His wine's really nice, apparently. Who? Maynard James Keenan from Tool. He do- he's got his own wine. I don't know. Uh, all I know is friends from friends from college. It's a, it's a really strong, really really strong Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. How strong is Julianne Moore? She lived fifty buses. Ooh. with her talent alone. With her, what talent? Oh, talent, not taint. <laughs> <laughs> taint presses. Yeah. It's the future of working out. Oh dear. Press on to taint. Oh. Press on to taint. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'd rather not. Press on to taint. Right, you, you dumb? Did you have to make noises like that? <sighs> Good coffee. Disgusted. Right, your turn. What was I going to review first? I know I'm what. I'm tired of looking around here. Look what I gotta do. And who I'm supposed to be. I don't want to be anything other than me. Yeah, sorry, guys. Right, I've been playing. Um, a shit mobile phone game called WWE Tap Mania. Again, it's new. It's only just come out. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a new game. Oh, um, you can guess exactly what it is. Yeah, because one of them tapping games, you tap stuff, and then you have like one guy and if you're a wrestler, and you can change his clothes and change how they look, make it a girl wrestler if you want. Yeah, and it's all got that you know that flash art style you see everywhere, the comic booky looking sort of not too edgy comic booky looking art style that everyone loves in flash animation it's got that look and you have like four guys with you and your four other wrestlers are like you know the ones who keep doing damage continuously over time you know so when you're not playing it they keep doing damage to the enemies and all that and then every ten opponents you fight a boss and you basically just keep tapping and powering up your wrestlers yeah and stuff 
And there's a bunch of other stuff in there. Like, I think when you get to level 100, you can prestige. Yeah. Now that's a thing, prestiging. Um, to restart your wrestlers again and carry on and get tougher and bigger scores and all that. But it is, it does nothing new. Yeah. It's, it's adventure capitalist. It's cookie clicker. It's, you know, it's your typical tapping game. Yeah. What's the other one? Like, what other tapping? There's loads of them in Cookie clicker. Cookie, yeah, I said cookie clicker. (laughs) You should pay attention. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's got some simple charming art style to it and all this sort of stuff. It doesn't seem to... It's got a lot of in-app purchases because it's a free-to-play game, of course it is. There's loads of, like, buy extra powerful cards and stuff like that and unlock wrestlers and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I've I probably played it about five times, jumping back into it and got bored gradually. You're not finding it as enjoyable as the other ones. There's never anything to them, is there? No. It's like they could be a bit more interesting. I remember this Clicker Heroes did a couple of little things in it. And Adventure Capitalist is weird because it kind of like merges business management with it. But it's still really idle. But it's still, you know, there's still not much to them. No, Um, I I tend to find that with a lot of these games. I get bored of them fairly quickly. Cow Clicker's probably the best one ever. Do you ever play Cow Clicker? No. It was a Facebook game by Ian Bogost. Um, You went on it and you could click a cow once per day. And in 24 hours, you click on the cow again once. But if you got friends in there, um, your clicks could work together. So you could click on the cow maybe within 12 hours rather than waiting a whole 24 hours to click on it again. Yeah. Um, and you could buy different cows. So you could buy cows that had a hat on them or ones that were brown. Um, the most expensive cow was a cow that was looking left instead of right. <laughs> um, and that was it. And he made it as a joke. And it got really, really popular on Facebook, like insanely popular. And he basically stopped it when he felt guilty about how much money he was taking from it. There was a countdown timer that came on with like 180 odd days on it to the cowpocalypse. And then when it came out, it just the thing shut down. Just pulled out of the market. <laughs> yeah, just shut down. That was, that was probably the genius. best clicker game ever made. Um, Absolute genius. But yeah, Tapman- W Tapmania. I'm sure there's other Tapmania games. I guarantee it's like part of a whole series of these games that are literally the same game over and over again. And I'm no doubt like the WWE Champions one and all that, they're going to, you know, sell you on buying Macho Man cards or Hulk Hogan cards or something like that to join your team. Yeah. But, yeah, same old, same old man. I wanted to, um, not long ago, I wanted to, I wanted to write a comic. Um, I wanted to write a comic that basically had, you know, um, you know, luchadors and things like that. Yeah. Like they always had the mystical luchadors that would fight vampires and shit like that. Yeah. Like you'd have Santo and things like that. Santos. Santos. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I wanted to write a comic and in which. Lu- was one WrestleManiac. <laughs> yeah. I wanted uh, to write a comic where, um, you know, remember RIPD? It was yeah. a terrible film. Yeah, it wasn't very good. The I comic's wanted, all right. Yeah, the comic is all right. I wanted to write something similar, whereas essentially luchadors would go into the bodies of like younger wrestlers. Yeah. And the younger wrestlers, they would be rising up through the ranks and there would be some that sold their souls to the devil. And so, you know, like it was like a battle between good Why and evil. just make it about young luchadors? They're already wrestlers. I know, I know. But like, it would be the young luchadors would be like fighting on the side of good. So it'd be mm. a bit like Power Rangers, but yeah. luchadors. And the evil ones would be like just evil. And as time went on and there were more and more of these good versus bad battles, it would rank up to become like WrestleMania and compete against WrestleMania. And then the whole mm. of WrestleMania would be would be sold to the devil because of Vince McMahon. And then the luchadors would have to fight the WrestleMania. Arguably, WrestleMania is already owned by the devil. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. So I think it'd be a really cool like concept. So you just a, like 
kids show about a bunch of luchadors, wasn't there? A little bunch of animated series yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. But they were yeah. like they were Mayan gods that they had on their side, and they would yeah. fight against. It would be similar just to traditional that. luchador stuff. Like yeah. these stories have like um, relics and they, you know, yeah, yeah, they like animal totems costumes and, and stuff. Shit. Yeah, yeah. But it would be kind of like that, except like they would be like, and now I'm fighting, and it's like the guy sold his soul to a demon that actually turned out to be a chupacabra. Nice. So like as they're fighting. They get to the point where Good's winning, and every, like every Power Rangers episode, the bad guy would go like make my monster grow, but instead he'd be like, "I request the power of the Chuba," and he just like mutates this horrible fucking looking little monster, <laughs> and then gets ass kicked by this guy who's got like the power of Santos the Vampire Slayer. Or it's fucking... amazing they haven't done like a Sentai series based on yeah. Luchadors. But that's why I like... wanted, but it'd be live action, so it'd be goofy as shit. So yeah. it'd be a bit like Power Rangers. They could actually like. You could do like a Sentai series that is literally just using masked wrestlers from Japan. Have Tiger Mask as the main character, Black Tiger Mask like as the to, villain. I would like to do that, and I would like to have that. Like you could do it with different things. It would work pretty much with any wrestling series, and just have your good characters versus your bad characters. So your heels would always always have like some mutant power they transform mm. into. Um, and but like if you did it in Japan, the interesting thing about Japan is obviously you have got like the Onimusha style, style background where you've got the. Um, uh, Mutai or whatever it is like they've got like a weird name from like the demons you could have like they would infect the rest Shinigami of the is Japanese is for demon Shinigami? yeah, yeah. For demon. and they would infect the infect all the heels so all the heels would be like oh, I'm really a nice guy on the weekends but like he'd do a television special and he'd go I'll eat your babies <laughs> like one of the demons would nice. be like we take it literally get him get inside of him and they'd be like ah and how crazy. would you sell the tapped out fiend tapping game how do I sell the mobile phone out? It'd be uh, exactly pick, the same pick game a side. as Tap Mania. Yeah, you pick a side, and instead of having the amount of taps, it would be the amount of battles that good versus evil one. Yeah. So you'd have, you'd have to have like an online ranking thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. Whoever's you done would, the most taps, you would have a general ranking for everyone involved in it, and depending on what level wrestler they've got. So if you've got like a tier one wrestler, like the best tier you can get, hmm. like if you've lucked out and got a rare card, and that's got you to the top, then you would get like you'd get a special card, and that'd be you could only have one wrestler at a time though. You wouldn't need to have multiple. And you would basically just all your power would go into tag matches. Pardon? You could have tag matches. Yeah, but tag doors. matches would be other players. You join yeah. in together, so your taps yeah. would. So if you're online at the same time as another person, they've got 30 seconds. It would only take 30 seconds to do a match, and you just got fucking tapped. Yeah. Well, you've come up with one idea. You can now make yourself a tapping game. I could. Yeah. You could. All you need to do to make a tapping game it, is take what's already been done yeah. and add one thing. Yeah. WWE Tap Mania added WWE to the tap. It's made by Sega. Is it really? Yeah, it's not a T- it's not a not THQ two K games license one. It's actually made by Sega. But yeah, I really wanted to write that comic. I couldn't find the time because I was writing something else at the same time. But I really wanted to write the comic. Comic, and I wanted the I wanted the first wrestler that joins in to be like this nineteen year old who everybody like calls weak and stuff. But he's got Junior in his surname. Yeah, but he's actually massive. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, I wish you could be like your father. And the father's like this piddly little goat herder guy who's like, got a big beer belly and really skinny arms. And the son's like, like massive. Santos. Yeah, like this one's like massive, just like sitting in a chair hunched over mm. and won't ever take off his lucha mask. No, you don't. You never take off. Have you watched the Santos film? Yeah, I've watched some of them. I like the one he's just like a detective and no one questions why he's wearing a wrestling uh, luchador mask. I it's love amazing. the one he's like a spy. Yeah. He's got, I think amazing. he's got smoke And he's like 60. <laughs> no. like, I fucking loved it. But um, anyway. but yeah, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to get back to that one day. I might do. I mean, I might even, as you said, I might fucking just try and turn it into a fucking tappy yeah. game. Anyway, see. Don't tap me in his wank. Review something. All right. Uh, my next review this week is going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to review it last month because I hadn't seen it at the same time Ant had and had obviously seen it and he fucking loved it. I do have another review for the cinema so it's not just going to be one review for the cinema this just month. Just ripping off my reviews. Uh, but I, I fucking loved it. Everything yeah. you said is true. Absolutely, mm. honestly true. It's not... Um, to me, Happy Hogan never really got... 
it never really got fleshed out after the first Iron Man film. Yeah. Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 is kind of ignored and then he's not in Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, 3 he's injured. sort of like a yeah he's like a driving force between for Tony to actually like get himself yeah. captured and fuck his life up but um, yeah. but in in this you know he's a nice character he's a really nice side character and also it's quite good to see because it feels so much like Tony Stark whenever he's on screen it's a Tony Stark show yeah but in, in Spider-Man Homecoming oddly enough it's the best Iron Man appearance because he actually seems like his side characters do help yeah it kind of feels like he's a like a bigger part of the world like because the whole thing feels like spider-man's a small part yeah in this marvel universe like he's gonna freak out when he meets the guardians of the galaxy (laughs) yeah (laughs) he is it's it's gonna be so interesting to see that shit happen but but he's gonna go from fighting vulture on the beach uh in somewhere and then like his next appearance thanos is gonna throw a fucking moon at him yeah (laughs) he's got spidey sensor yeah yeah. In the trailer, yeah, I think it, his hair goes he's got spider sense in the film, but they just didn't make a thing out of it. It was he kind of like he, he dodges and he's always yeah. dodging stuff and preempting. I think he's just very, attacks. very quick. Yeah. Yes. But um, anyway, so that's besides the point. Besides the point. Um, so Spider Man Homecoming. It's fucking funny. Yeah, he said coming. <laughs> it's fucking funny. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. It's a Sony film, and I've yeah. seen Ghostbusters. Do you like the so plot twist that pops up halfway through? What was the. The big plot twist that you're not expecting. And it's like, oh shit, when he's going to prom. Oh, no, I was expecting that. It was really cleverly done. It was very cleverly done, but yeah. I was kind of expecting You probably spoiled it. it for yourself though, didn't you? No. I was the problem is that like you know so many of the characters, it seemed like so many of the characters were left ambiguous as to what then where they were. You never see mm. anyone interacting with their family except for uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. And Maurice Tomei, you know, Ben Holland uh, is Ben Holland? What is his name? Um the kid. Ned. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland yeah. and uh, and Maurice Tomei have a really good chemistry. Yeah. They're really friendly but almost like paternal sort of relationship um, and I liked I liked all their interaction but you never once saw anyone else's parents until that moment and I sort of thought it was either going to be her dad or it was going to be the other girl's dad you know the scruffy one that always appears yeah. randomly Michelle yeah. Um, MJ yeah. yeah I thought it was going to be her dad that's where I thought it was leading and I thought the pretty girl was just going to be the pretty girl like love interest but no they did something really good with it and I, yeah. I, I like I said I expected it to be one or the other and when he invited her to prom I was like that's it that's her mm. um, holy shit though the vulture yeah, so, uh, best was Marvel a, villain so far, yeah. possibly in these films. Someone who was a joke yeah. in in like up there with ego. Ego yeah. was really good. Ego was incredible. Yeah. I really like, but my problem is I'm very biased when it comes to Kurt Russell. I fucking yeah. love Kurt Russell. I even watched Overboard, and I fucking know that's a creepy. That's film. a great film. I know, but it's so <laughs> creepy. Captain Ron is one of my favourite Kurt Russell, <laughs> Kurt Russell movies. Oh dear. He's almost as cool as he is in Big Trouble in Little China, but he's against <laughs> mine. Short. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> great movie. Um, but anyway, so sorry. Back to back to this Vulture. So Vulture, a one note villain in the comics. He, I mean, like at one point he had an aging disease that transferred over to Spider Man. Yeah, the pencil version of Vulture is yeah. yeah. And it, like he's had so many different things, but often he's depicted as this very weak old man who has a super suit that makes him strong and gives him powers. Yeah. In this, what's nice is he's not weak. He is he is Michael Keaton. No spoilers intended there, but I guess you'd know if you'd watched a trailer for the fucking movie. Third time he's played a fly in character in a super comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, so um, Michael Keaton, pitch perfect. Yeah. He's he's not bad. He's not evil. Like, one of the things that most surprised me was, you know the boat scene yeah. that's shot to make it look like he's a fucking arsehole and he's trying to kill a bunch of people? Yeah. That wasn't anything like what yeah, the Spider-Man scene- screwing up because yeah. the whole film is Spider-Man fucking up because yeah. he's trying to be more than he is. Yeah. And he hasn't learned how to yeah. do the research and judge the situation he's just like I'm going to jump in and save the day yeah 
but he's like he's a dick he's an idiot yeah. and a dick but he's not like Andrew Garfield dick where he fucks stuff up and yeah. everyone congratulates actually, him for it he actually might kill people in that movie yeah but he messes stuff up and people go you fucking idiot yeah you put an explosive thing in your buddy's backpack you didn't know what that was no <laughs> I like I don't like that scene I think they should have they sort of forgot about the exploding thing. yeah because you know the countdown yeah he's like oh it's only a minute and a half until it overheats I was like wait he seems awfully relaxed for someone yeah. who's about to die um, but anyway so that's besides the point Michael Keaton fuck me I love Michael Keaton I even yeah. like multiplicity like yeah. I am a big fan of Michael Keaton and so seeing Michael Keaton in a role where he gets to be charming he gets to show off that he's an intelligent human being and not just some cartoony villain. Hmm. And also, he is just... He doesn't know the difference between a gravity gun and a like, evaporative... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he's, you know, he's, intimi- he's intimidating, but yeah. he's intimidating with a purpose. It just doesn't seem like chaos. Yeah. And one of my favourite scenes in the whole fucking film is, as you said, rightly, the prom scene, where yeah. he's in the car and he goes, hey, I'm just going to have a quick chat with Pete, all right? You go on, you go on, honey. Yeah, he's casually he's holding just, a gun he, there. He's casually holding a gun and he turns around and he says, I, I want you to understand. Stop what you're doing or I'm going to kill everyone in your family yeah now go have a great night Pete like, yeah. <laughs> I was like oh oh god that's great compared to William Defoe, where William Defoe's like hey, you're not Pete. so different you and I <laughs> Peter Parker mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean look at Alfred Molina Alfred Molina is probably the third best third or fourth best Marvel villain so far we've had Alfred well, Molina is Doctor Octopus yeah in different series yeah it doesn't yeah. matter Marvel villain yeah. he was incredible Doctor Octopus, Doctor is great, Octopus. Yeah. yeah, like Doctor Octopus is you know where um Peter Parker uses his identity hmm. to basically just save Alfred Molina. He tries to yeah. save the villain. He takes off his mask, he says, It's just me talking to you. I'm I was a kid. I am a kid, and you're this fucking you're my idol, and you are going nuts right now. Yeah. I need to just dial it Spider-Man down. Spider-Man 2 is great. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's it's got entire arc is about like obsession and taking it yeah. too far and letting your obsession control you. Look at what I really Blinding fucking like. Yourself. What I really like is Spider-Man: Homecoming. I don't know if they did it intentionally, but for me, the scene in which they they pay homage to that and they show that like in the old Spider-Man, Spider-Man stopping a train with all those webs, it worked yeah. because that was that was a version of Spider-Man that existed in the fifties. That was OG Spider-Man. Yeah who had no power level constraints. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted. He was super strong when he needed to be and he yeah. wasn't when he wanted, when he uh, couldn't be or didn't need to be. In this one, we see that he does the same thing. Loads of strands everywhere and he tries to pull it together and they start breaking. And it's that nice, it's almost like saying, this is Spider-Man still, but this is Ultimate Spider-Man in which he failed a lot. He couldn't yeah. do the stuff old Spider-Man could do. And he's not trying to live up to those things. He is just trying to do okay. Not until they give him the cosmic powers. Yeah. <laughs> And also, I don't know about you, but uh, the end fight where it starts out in the warehouse and he goes up to him and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, Pete, I mean, I'm not going to kill you, but that might. And like, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like an intimidating, it's like a dragon. It's the closest thing to a dragon in the Marvel Universe so far. It's just yeah. this massive monster. Um, and that was fucking incredible. That gave me chills. Until they seeing... do Fing Fang Fing. Yeah. It gave me fucking chills to see him in the Bagman style costume just turning up like in the shitty hoodie and the like. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, come on. This is cool. Um, but I do yeah, think like... he shouldn't have been given back his costume at the end. No. I mean, I know it's like, oh, you've earned it, kid. But I yeah. think he should have like, like he needs to not have the technology. Yeah. But that, that brings me to the Happy Hogan thing again. Yeah. I like the fact that Tony Stark, you open up the case, and there's all this fucking shit shining on it, and it looks really cool, and it looks really... It's mostly pomp for the f- sake of giving you a costume. Yeah. But then when Happy Hogan gives it back to him, it's a fucking brown paper bag yeah. with a note stapled to it. And I was like, 
Happy yeah. Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's people. That's your hero. But it was the whole thing with the costume being part of him. Like it's it's a costume that's designed for an Iron Man level superhero, yeah. and it's on a kid who doesn't really know how to use it. And that's yeah. why there was training wheels, and he takes it off. And for the whole like half hour, he's got it without the training wheels protocol. He fucks it. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you like, want me to make me super dangerous? Kill mode activated. It's like, yeah. no! And his eyes go red. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, awesome. yeah, like, it's I like, like, does he have an exploding web or something? Like, fire something and just blast it's a, it's a web grenade, what the isn't hell? it? Like, like, what was that? Oh, yeah, no, he fires. Doesn't he fire the web off to try and swing down? Just drop straight into the floor. Yeah. Because he thinks he's going to swing and it just fires a one blast off. Yeah. It's like, it's it's more the fact that he uses the web grenade against a person. Like he's yeah. like, oh, this is going to be so cool. Shoots it, and I'm pretty sure that person dies. Yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like it's a solid, it's a solid Tom Atkins. Like yeah. it's probably, I I think that so far, um, my my top Marvel films, top five, um, it probably goes Iron Man, just because you can't beat that first Iron Man film. It was mm. just it was nigh on perfect for what it needed to be. And then you've got the Avengers, then you've got things like, um, you've got um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man Homecoming, and probably Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and then Civil War. Mm. I mean, I would put Winter Soldier up there, but the problem is that Winter Soldier now is so close to Iron Man 2, it's so close to all the other stuff. It's it's On the ground, it's more like a spy movie than a superhero movie. Yeah, that's why I liked it. Yeah, I would include that in like a top 10 films of that year. Like, it'd probably be number one or two in the top 10 of that, mm. that year, but... Like, in terms of the Marvel movies and how I think that they've captured the comic, these are doing better. That feels more like a Rick Remander, like, side, remainder sign story than it does a full comic book arc, you know? I would, Soldier. I prefer that. I mean, I'd say Guardians 1 and 2 I kind of flip-flop on now, because Guardians yeah. 1 has, like, really weak villains and stuff, but it's entirely based around the main characters having their adventure. But the second one is, like, really good character work, but maybe kind of goes a bit slower. Yeah. But the second film is a character film. It's like... It's friggin' superb, that second one. The second film has probably um, probably one of the best emotional moments. Yeah. Um, the And it's weird the stuff people talk about that film that isn't like the scenes that are meant to be there to be really super cool action scenes. Yeah. Like, no one ever mentions Drax being dragged behind the spaceship shooting at people, which was fucking hilarious. They yeah. talk about friggin' Ego trying to brainwash Peter Quill and stuff no, like no, that. That's, and that whole film... The whole animated is... things where he's kissing aliens and yeah. stuff. <laughs> That whole film, like, there's probably, there's only two scenes that, like, stand out still, and I can't, like, I can still picture them exactly as they have, and I watch it once. Hmm. And one of them is Yondo coming down as Mary Poppins. Yeah. Mary which Poppins, Joe. Which was, yeah. Is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. Like that, like, there's that nice little moment where yeah. Chris Pratt perfectly acts the, like, I'm looking up and I'm seeing someone in a completely different nature. So he doesn't want to break his heart. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to tell him, like, oh, he's like, he makes a joke and then he instantly feels bad about it. And then, the second part is is Yondo like honestly having that fucking complete switch, mm. like where he's yeah. like where he's like he may have been your father, your dad, but he ain't your pa. No, no, like, he said you ain't, yeah, he may have been your father, but yeah. he ain't your daddy. Yeah, that's it. And, and like you to get, the guardians you, of the freaking galaxy, you get, except yeah. he didn't say freaking. <laughs> <laughs> you get the you get the little like it's the tiny little moments where you yeah. see tiny Peter Quill firing the gun in the woods, and like Yondo's looking over his shoulder and smiling. He's like, "You better shoot straight because I'll eat you." <laughs> like shit like that. You can hear the dialogue. You know what he's yeah. saying because he, he's saying this stuff to make him. I feel like they're letting the guys off the hook a little bit with the films now. Especially when you saw that four Ragnarok trailer, and it's like, yeah. no way is that a Marvel film that would have come out like five years ago. That's yeah. like, they they're just like, whatever, fuck it, do what you want, go crazy. I think maybe they learned from Edgar Wright leaving Ant Man that they maybe should give their guys a little bit more freedom before they were going to lose the really good directors. Because like they've like you know, 
Like if they'd kept Edgar Wright on, that man would have been like a completely different film. I think I think that oh, they've seen Baby Driver and they know what they would have got. I think Baby Driver, a lot of elements of Baby Driver, they would have seen in Ant Man. The free music style and stuff. The like. music style and also the character interaction, the way that they dance about the heist movie setup, like. Yeah. Ant Man, they tried to do that, and it was almost like a it was like a diluted version of, of still what good. Edgar Wright could do. It's still great. I actually really like Ant Man, and yeah. I think that it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really uh, get the play that it wants. Yeah. Like I feel like Ant Man would be the perfect Ant Man's almost the perfect film that they should have. I think it should have gone Ant Man, Guys of the Galaxy, and and um, Civil War. They should have released them all. As like a Disney Blu-ray 4K box set for like fucking introducing the world to like Disney being at its peak. Yeah. But like they just didn't because Ant-Man, the cinematography style, these macro lenses and made fucking massive photos of stuff. And then that's how they got there. That's yeah. how they got. It was just incredible. The shit that they put into that film. Yeah. Even Doctor Strange had crazy visuals now. Yeah. It seems like the Marvel movies are just like, fuck it. Like, do the 90s, do like, the 60s style comic book visuals. Go crazy. I mean, look at. They- I want a young Nick Fury film. Like, yeah, with I would like love. you know the art style. You ever read the Nick Fury comics from the sixties where yeah. the panels spiral around yeah. and stuff like that, that sort of thing. That's what that's what I'm hoping they do with Infinity War because if you read the Infinity War, the original comic where like the Captain America is getting vaporized and fucking mm. and and it's it's actually nothing to do with the superheroes. Yeah, all the superheroes are shit. Yeah, and Adam Warlock gets the glove for a minute, but then he's he like goes like, oh, your daughter that you've tortured for so long. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn her into a person again because he's like got his tor- he's tortured his daughter and like nulled her up she's all like fucking disease stricken and shit and he's like he's like you've let me down so I'm gonna torment you for eternity but you'll never die I'm gonna keep fucking giving you diseases and shit and fucking with your life and making you horribly mutilate and she's like ah please kill me and Adam Warlock gets the glove and he goes oh look I've healed you and then she's like cheers bang punched him in the face steals the glove and fucks with reality nice. <laughs> kills Thanos and like by killing Thanos makes it so they can't revert any of the shit that's happened <laughs> to that point so you fucked us you dickhead <laughs> um, but yeah I like to see that shit because there is like there's a panel in which they show they show this this broken mind because she's she's not fully repaired like he goes I'm going to fix you physically but doesn't fix her mentally so she gets the glove and she remembers everything Thanos did to her and you see how she's changing reality and the way it looks is just wavy lines everyone's just wavy lines and bones are breaking and shit like Thanos is like oh fuck my legs <laughs> and, uh, and it's cool it's really really cool I recommend like the, the 60s 70s Infinity War comics before the film I think that people should should read that shit because the success they're having with the cosmic and the madcap and the crazy awesome like fucking yeah. like it, like this, the way that Thor Ragnarok looks it looks more like the kind of thing that you'd catch on 80s TV except with CGI instead of smoke machines and really shit characters and tiny little villages that people are stomping on <laughs> it looks like it looks like a kid's version of Godzilla now done with all the crazy shit like all the cool antics and stuff not necessarily because it's a kaiju movie but just because you, when you're a kid you imagine that shit infused with like Rush as you do and like yeah. video games on like a, a crappy screen with like really bright lights coming off in the middle of the night with your light turned off like you remember all that shit so romantically and like the films that people make now it doesn't feel like any of those people were in love with that stuff the way that I think people should have been like and so now when you see all this like like you know the uh, the Russo brothers, yeah, making stuff like Captain America: Civil War, a lot of film felt like hey, you know what would be really cool if Captain America did like this flip and then did a fight with the guy with a knife and like they're just dancing around each other like fuck that'd be awesome. I wonder yeah. what that would look like. It's like let's just fucking do it. Yeah, you know, is like it's like the Lego structure thing. You know when you had the Millennium Falcon and you used to go, oh, I just made this awesome Millennium Falcon. You drop it, and it just shatters into a million pieces. They're like. <gasps> 
I wish I'd filmed that. <laughs> that. It's just like, let's do that with helicarriers. Nice. You know, and it's just, it feels like we're in a great age of cinema for these things because finally people are going, it's a fucking comic, dude. Just have lasers, have that shit. But just whatever you do, let's not have a big laser going into the sky. Let's have a living fucking planet or let's have a god come down and be like, well, fuck you. And he's like, I'm going to keep doing this until you stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, let's just do all that stupid shit the comics did and did so well and did it so smartly before because God forbid we take ourselves too fucking serious to become the DCEU. Yeah, Don't anyway. Yeah. Like I said, it's a full on Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, you remember what you were reviewing. Yeah, full on yeah. Tom Atkins. Spider Man <laughs> Homecoming. It's funny. The action's great. It's clear what's happening. Yeah. There's none of that multiple cuts. You had an amazing Spider Man 2 that was so bad where you had like 16 cuts for one scene and it was one scene that lasted 30 seconds, but somehow every second was in a cut and then two seconds. The amazing Spider Man 2 would have been so much better if it felt like Batman Forever because it really was like yeah. it was that tone and it didn't know it. I think that. It didn't know how stupid it was. Did you hear what they were? The um, director of Iron Man Two was saying. Well, so, Favreau. Uh, yeah, was it John Favreau? Favreau? John Favreau did Iron Man Two. Yeah. So John Favreau was saying that the whole Sony talks about Spider Man ha- started then. Yeah. Right before. Yeah, there was talk about putting Oscorp building in the background yeah. of um, thingy, and it was going to be amazing Spider Man Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. So there yeah. were loads of there was loads of talk about that happening, and the idea that the whole um, Marvel universe was going to be shot forward ten years. So that a lot of the characters that appeared in those older things can be side characters. Yeah. And so, you know the scene where there's a kid with an Iron Man mask and a glove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's meant to be Peter Parker going to John Favreau. Yeah. That was the whole idea was that was meant to be a young Peter Parker and that's like where he kind of got the idea. And that's why he looks yeah. up to Iron Man so much. Um, I think that's dog shit. That shouldn't be the case. No, that's, that's that sounds like retconning. It sounds like retconning. Yeah. And it sounds stupid as well. I think that the whole idea that Spider-Man is so great is because... He doesn't need to meet those people. They He's growing to... up in a world where they exist. Yeah. yeah. And like Iron Man grew up... No, not Iron Man. Captain America came from the... just down the road. Hmm. Like he came from Brooklyn. He's like, oh, where are you from? It's like, it's like Brooklyn. <laughs> Jersey. It's like... from Queens. Queens, that was it. Yeah, well, Queens is in Jersey. Fuck, dick. That's not... It's New thought... York. Yeah, I thought Queens was Brooklyn, in... Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens and Staten from the Battery to the town of Manhattan. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. Someone's... someone's yeah. fucking I know my beastie boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, like, I fucking... I love Spider-Man. Yeah. Again. Like after those Every night. last two, yeah. After those, those last three movies, fuck, that was bad. And last then Civil two War. I mean, I think Spider-Man Three's got some good stuff in it. Spider-Man Three. A lot of people poo-poo the Sandman scene. No, Sandman's fine. It's Venom. That's I the problem. fucking I love that Sandman scene. Yeah, where he's like, he first gets in the machine and he's like trying to lift up the thing. Yeah, and it's the just the subway like fight with Sandman. Subway like, fight's good. He's shoving his head against the train and it's yeah. like raising his head. He's like, yo, you wouldn't do that in a. Yeah. That's because those Spider-Man 2 and 3 is like Sam Raimi Unleashed, but yeah. um, Spider-Man 3 was just like the studio really wanted Venom and they picked Topher Grace to be Eddie Brock. And uh, I like the bit where Spider-Man saves Gwen Stacy when the building's collapsing. That was cool. And the fight with Green Goblin, well, new Green Goblin, that sequence where they're flying around the city and he's trying to catch the ring and all that. Yeah. That was, that was cool. It's just the Venom stuff. There's one shot of Venom that's really cool when he's you know he's put the bars together and he's been clanging the bars yeah. and Venom's all like and he's all like stretched up there's and it looked actually, like something from the thing. Yeah, there was that. It's where it pulls yeah. back and it's got Topher Grace doing the pose, yeah. obviously like wearing pants and like a green screen thing. And then behind him, you've got like almost like his shadow, and it's like a massive gnarled version that's like really yeah. skinny. And yeah, I know what you mean. That's a great shot. It's actually a really good shot. There's another. Spider-Man Three has merits. Amazing Spider-Man Two doesn't. No, um, in Spider-Man, 
in Spider-Man 2, there's one scene that looks just like an Evil Dead scene, and that's the scene. Oh, there's loads of stuff in. Yeah, the the tentacle. Yeah, the tentacle is like grabbing the equipment and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I mean. Spider-Man 2 is Sam Raimi unleashed. It's like entirely that. There's a (laughs) as segue. Power Rangers last night had a Sam Raimi reference in it. Really? Yeah, I was just watching Power Rangers, and there's a vine that shoots along the floor, and he goes like that towards Billy, tangles him up, and drags him. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, I watched season two of Power Rangers. I finished it. How'd that go? Yeah. Um, you haven't lost your mind? No, I haven't lost my mind yet. This is like, oh God, 112 episodes into Power Rangers Jesus. now I've watched. I'm, I'm going to get through every single one and I really will welcome the shorter seasons that are coming up. See, this is the thing, right? <laughs> your, your reaction to Power Rangers now is my reaction. You remember when I reviewed all the Puppet Master films? Yeah. And I kept coming around here and I said to you, oh yeah, so I watched Puppet Master 3 and you were like, how was it? And it's like, Dude, I don't. I don't want to go forward. I want to just go back. I, I just find go... him fascinating. That's yeah, it. That's, that's, um, that was what it was for me. But then you get to like the seventh film in the series, and you're like, "Why? What am I doing?" I've got to figure out what I'm going to do after Zio because Netflix doesn't have Turbo or Power Rangers movie, which is the actually the first part of the next series. Oh, I don't know. Season three, season two of Power Rangers is interesting because this is the point where they made the conscious decision to not update the character costumes to match the series they were using the Zords from, but even though they had paid the Japanese show to film a whole bunch of new Power Rangers footage with the Zero Ranger diamond, you know, classic Power Rangers costume and yeah. the monsters, they decided to change the Zords. So now they were fighting monsters in the Japanese show footage that weren't fighting the same Zords they had when they made them grow. So they had to cut all the action sequences so they're never on screen at the same time until about episode 10. Um, but there's some really cool stuff going on. Like they clearly had an idea for an arc for the series. Yeah. Their idea was Green Ranger loses his powers. They make the White Ranger some build up, build a build up. But then Jason, Zach, and Trini, um, Austin, St. John, uh, the other guy, and Foy Trang, the one who mm-hmm. died, poor her. Um, they all quit. Mm-hmm. So there's like about a week's worth because the show was daily in America. There was a week's worth of episodes where they're not in it. And it's like, oh, Jason's hiking somewhere. Yeah, or, Rocky. Rocky comes into it. Yeah, Rocky, Adam, and Isha. Yeah. Um, but they clearly, they clearly were ready for this, and they set it all up. They yeah. must have done it really quickly. But there's a whole bunch of episodes where you only see them from behind or stock footage, and there's Tommy's wearing green again because they're using old footage, so they have to have him wearing the same clothes he wore before yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, it's still fascinating to me that they've made this show where it's like quite clearly they're scrapping to make it any way they can. Mm. It's done on a low budget. They're pulling footage from two different TV series together, now free because they're using the American show, Zero Ranger action sequences and Zords from Die Ranger, which is the other one. And then they introduce the Yellow White Ranger, who's from a different show to all those. And they're like, well, we don't have the rest of the Power Rangers in the costumes. So any scene with the White Ranger, we now have to film with them in the American footage. Yeah. A lot less reliance on the Japanese stuff. Mm. They introduced their own villain instead of using the villain from the series. So they got Lord Zed, who's one of the coolest looking villains ever. I like Lord Zed. Yeah. I was always wondering about he his design. A skeletal. Is he meant to be a human or is he just meant to be a fly? He's an alien from another world, but he is like no skin. He just looks like a human with no skin. Yeah, he looks fucking angry all the time. Yeah. But he um he's got a great smile. Yeah. He's great. He's fucking hilarious in that show. When when Rita and Zed get married later in the series... She disappears, put, doesn't she? Yeah, he puts her in a dumpster and sends her off into space. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. Um, as an ironic, dun, 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 ironic dun, 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 fate. Dun, 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 but she comes back and drugs him into marrying her, which is worrying. But there's a whole... They introduce Adam, Rocky and Aisha. They're all terrible actors. 
Rocky and Aisha sort of grow into their roles a little bit. Adam's just terrible continuously, which is weird. Adam's cause... a kid, isn't he? He's like a really young kid. No, that's later in. That's Turbo. When he's they a the Turbo. Young kid. Yeah, yeah. he's got the keys. He's the Blue Ranger. Yeah. He's a little kid. Yeah. Um, Adam's um, Johnny Young Bosch. You know, the guy who's like a voice actor in practically every anime that's ever been made. No. He's no. quite well known. He did the new version. You know when they redubbed Akira in 2000? Oh. He oh. was Kaneda in that. Kaneda! Um, but it's kind of weird that he's so bad in this show when a lot of it's voice acting because it's the ranger costumes and like that's his meat and veg. That's what yeah. he does all the time. Um, but yeah, it's there, towards the end of the series, there's like a whole flurry of multi-part episodes which I figure were probably meant to be earlier in the series. But because of the whole change in the rangers, they messed that up and had to like, you know, push them back to the end. Mm. The rangers travel in time three times in these episodes in like the space of what would have been two weeks worth of shows and every time they travel in time they're really confused and amazed by this thing that's happening um, and there's some really out there episodes like where Kimberly Tommy and Rocky get put tucked into a storybook and there's oh, all yeah, these you were me about animated this. backgrounds and stuff and it's really weird <laughs> Yeah, I like they're thinking outside the box but the one from Wild West Rangers where Kimberly gets taken back in time to the Wild West and she's really freaked out that she's gone back in time. But literally two days earlier, she was in the 1700s. <laughs> like, a couple of weeks before that, the entire world had its rotation spun backwards, turning everyone into kids. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was like, come on, you've got to be used to this by now. You were in a storybook like a couple of days ago. You were yeah. in the 1700s fighting rats, um, giant rats, just literally people in rat costumes because that was all American footage. <laughs> um and they're like surprised that there's a Balkan skull in the past. I'm like, oh, really? Surprised by this? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Wild West Rangers, it's kind of cool. Kimberly's there in the past. She meets people who are just like Rocky Adam Aisha and all that. Goldar and a big cactus monster who's Mexican, which I'm not sure is racist or not. Pretty sure that's racist. Yeah, possibly. She's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I can't fight all them on my own. So she teleports to the command center, which now has wooden shacks around it and cactuses. <laughs> And she gets the power coins from. She can't have another pink ranger though because two her powers already used. And if there was two coins used at once or something, it would negate the coins. It probably stop blow working. something up. Maybe yeah, who knows? Probably. So she gives them Wild West Ranger coins, and they get Power Ranger costumes with tassels hanging on them, and like they got neck scarves, and um, their boots are like cowboy boots, which is kind of cool. <laughs> they get their own custom Power Ranger Terrible. costumes. Um, yeah, but it's kind of interesting they've done all this and they like, you know, clearly because they made this decision not to have the costumes from the new, you know, not to update the show to match the Japanese show, they've had to scramble with the editing, then three of the cast leave, so they scramble with the editing again, and then they have to force all these multi-part episodes at the end and somehow they made a series out of it. The final episode just feels like a random episode that could happen anyway, where Billy gets turned, there's like a clone of him made, an evil clone, mm. and he's like a badass, he's working out and he's ignoring the girl that fancies Billy, who made a fucking statue of Billy as a school art project. Like, that's not creepy. <laughs> that's how they made the evil clone of Billy as well, they turned the statue into Billy. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the episode, Polk and Skull unveil their project, they got someone else to make it, it was the girl who fancies Billy, and she made Billy as a gold power ranger. <laughs> Still creepy. He should be running a mile, but then again, Billy at the same time, it's, you know, girls looking at him, so it's a fear boner no matter what. Mm. But, um, yeah, the next series, though, next series, they continue to refuse to use the modern upda- the updated costumes from the Japanese show. Um, it starts off with a Masked Rider backdoor pilot, where they go to another planet and meet the Masked Rider and never mention him again. I love Masked Rider. Yeah. Um, and they also, there's one point in the series where they get the ninja costumes from the movie, because the movie happened, and then they immediately 
erase it from the timeline. Yep. By doing a multi-part episode that basically does the same thing. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where they go, we're going to give you new costumes. And you might think, oh shit, they're going to get the costumes from the new series. No, they get metal costumes. <laughs> their, their costumes are just shiny versions of what they already have. Yeah. Um, I think Bulk and Skull joined the police force. Or that might be later. I can't remember. But um, yeah, the next series will be interesting because that's really where they're just... There's so much more American footage and weirder monsters because they're just having to make whatever they can. A lot of it's having to be made for the American show. And that's the show where I think they they break their will to try to stick to these original costumes because after that you get Zeo and then you get Turbo and then In Space and then it's the yearly updates. Um, But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to start watching that. Series 3 shorter than the other ones. You're so excited. And I don't really understand yeah. the excitement. Like it's it's one of those oh, things because I know where giant this is robots going. Robots punching shit. This is like you understand that I know where this is going. Okay, both of us, both of us embarked on an adventure a few years ago where we watched all the Godzilla films. I've well, yeah, well, I've got them all. Yeah. You remember? We both started watching them all. Yeah. And you had you had the first the first ten twelve. How many are there all together? It's like 20, 22, 21? Uh, 31 films 31, now. 31 films. So the first 12, we were both it very... It was 29 back then. 30th yeah. was the Godzilla American yeah. film. We were both very happy when we got to about 12. Mm. And then... So you got Son of Godzilla. <laughs> and then Son of Godzilla happened. Yeah. I don't think that's even the worst one. I think it is. I think the worst one's the... Um... Oh, shit. What's the one with the little kid where it's all flashback footage and he keeps imagining what Godzilla does? Ah. Oh. I can't remember what that one's called. He's, he gets mixed up with a gang of thieves. It's terrible. <laughs> that was after Son of Godzilla. I fucking hate Godzilla's yeah. son. I hate him so fucking much. It's not it's, the worst It's not the worst one. No, really. it, but the problem is that you introduce one annoying character and then you introduce Son of Godzilla, who is the most irritating thing. I think that it might just be an advert for abortion. I think it might be, you know. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> oh... Uh. Anyway. Like, does Godzilla have a cloaca? Cloaca? He lays eggs. Lays eggs? He lays eggs, yeah. Does he have, like, top. a whole for breed? Like, is he able to change his sex to mm. sex himself? Could be a girl. Could be. Where would he, what would he breed with, though? What did he... Anyway, he didn't give birth to Miller. He just finds him. Yeah. Finds another one of him. Anyway, you review something. Because we're yeah. now into the podcast, and we've only reviewed, like, four things. Okay, all right. So, my next review is going to be... Um... Fuck, I've forgotten the game I was playing. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit, 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 balls, fuck, cunt, cunty muck Oh, Killing Floor 2. Yeah. Ugh. So I finally, my I got the new PS4, so I got well to play done. Killing Floor 2. Um, in contrast, I also um, I also played a bit of uh, Call of Duty Zombies on the new Infinite Warfare again. Oh, more um, zombie horde mode games. Yeah. So there's killing... only about four million of them now. Yeah, but there's not that many on consoles, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, for now. For now, yeah. Um, so Killing Floor 2 is a sequel to an old PC game from like 2006, 2005. I swear we played Killing Floor a while ago. We did. I think we did. Anyway, but we didn't play Killing Floor 2. Um, Killing Floor 2 is obviously a sequel. The idea is the company has made clones, and by making clones, they've managed to make clone cells of viruses that have caused zombies. Fair enough. So it's meant to cure cancer. They're meant to make it so you can replace entire functional parts of the body by freezing someone and then replacing them with these clone parts so that you don't have a donor that's going to die in order for someone to get body parts. Hmm. Makes sense, right? Like, fine. Whatever. 
Lego. People are Lego. You fucking idiots. Um, but in doing that, they've they've cloned a uh, replicating virus, which is something like cancer and the common cold and a bunch of other shit. You're putting too much into this for a game where you just basically go into a room and shoot lots of zombies. Yeah, it's like a horde mode. So anyway, so yeah, so that's happened. There's a bunch of clones and all this other shit. There's a really nice uh, live action film, like uh, almost like a wreck style movie. Yeah. That um, that they released to hype up for this, and that's worth watching. Really? It's actually worth watching. Twelve minutes of your life, and it's a nice, simple little bit of horror. It's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of lot of cool bits. Well, they tried to take it seriously. Uh, yes and no. It's not taken seriously. I would have done something like the Resident Evil original intro. It's, it's a bit like that. Just, it is almost a bit like yeah. that, but it's it's quite a bit better. <laughs> Jill Valentine, yeah. Barry, without, without that shit, it doesn't have any of that oh, shit. That so awesome. They're not recurring characters. They're just people that die. Oh. They're basically fodder. Um, and, but then you get into the game. So the game is a seven round wave based horde mode. Mm. with a shop so in the middle you can buy almost every weapon in the game as long as you've got enough money and yeah. then you can use that to fight the horde nice and easy right it's online you can have up to five players four or five players um, and you just take on the way well, you have different other. characters don't you as yep. well and yeah. different different character types um, there's loads of weapons there's loads of perks there's loads of cool things you can unlock you level up it's nice it's really nice there's a lot of maps there's a lot to do and it feels like it's worth 20 quid yeah. like that's probably it's it's not a full price game um, there's a few things in it that it was free on PS Plus wasn't it, it was free on PS Plus last month which is why I, I wanted the PS4 sooner rather than later because mm. I bought the PS Plus so that I could play it because it was something I was looking forward to I was going to get it if I got a PS4 Pro that didn't happen in the end uh, but it's the, one of the first full 4K games like native 4K yeah um, and that's that's something that feels incredible because when you play it it almost feels like not like a mobile game but it feels like a game that had a very small team yeah um, but like it's fun. It is fun. I've played like five or six games and then I've played a few by myself. Like I've played a few online, sorry. Yeah. And I've played a few by myself. The ones that are online, uh, no connection issues, which is incredible considering that I'm using Wi-Fi. You're probably playing with only five people who are playing. Pardon? You're probably playing with only five people who <laughs> are playing it. No, there seems to be quite a few games yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but like all in all, the game, it's simple. It's easy to get hold of. Uh, sorry, it's easy to get ho- get a grips with and it's easy to play. Um, there's some nice creepy clowns, some nice zombies like spider people. There are a couple of things that look a bit like Resident Evil. As I said, spider people, they look a bit like the insects from the end of Resident Evil 1. Um, but all in all, I recommend it. It's 20 quid. I mean, it's it's easily 20 quid's worth of entertainment. Yeah. It's something that you could return to and it's... Considering that, that Call of Duty has been doing their zombie horde mode for so long now... It's kind of the natural evolution of a game like that. Yeah. Making something that is truly standalone and doesn't have a load of DLC packs to unlock all the maps and doesn't have all the other shit. Like, I I've, I haven't understood the way that Call of Duty has been marketed for a very long time. I don't know why they aren't doing, you know, spend 20 quid, get the full zombies experience with the season pass and all the other shit. Like, yeah. They could do zombie mode as like an Overwatch style game where yeah. it's like, you know, sell loot crates or whatever and friggin... I would love it if they had a mode where it was a multiplayer game. DLC to have different zombie cat characters from films, George Romero or whatever. I don't agree with that. Well, Rest I think in peace, that George do... Romero. Woo! Yeah, no, it's fucking, fucking sad, legend. isn't it? But you've got... Director of... Uh, what's that fucking one with Mon- Monkey... Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. I do not remember Monkey Shines. <laughs> Classic. Starring the main character from what film? Oh, what was his fucking name? House. Yeah. He's the main yeah, character from yeah. House. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it had one of the best, uh, one of the best, um, one of the best scenes of oral sex on cinema ever. She nice. sits on his face, doesn't she? While he's, she sits on his face to have sex with him. 
He's a deuce his own. His nurse sits on his face. Um, anyway, so Disgusting. sorry, sorry. Back to Killing Floor. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me why Call of Duty are trying to make free games every year when they could make this for twenty quid, market it separately from the others, have the single player twenty quid, and have the multiplayer twenty quid, and they just have a ten pound season pass. No one cares. The thing is, they know that if they took the zombie mode out, they'd probably would half the sales of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would have like quadruple the sales for that shit. So they more than make up for it with the fucking amount of times they'd sold yeah. zombies. I mean, imagine if in the sale, instead of Call of Duty going down to like 70 quid for the complete experience, you could buy the zombies mode once a year for 30 quid and all the maps. People would buy that shit. You probably shit. wouldn't need to make a new game every year. You could probably no. do the same, do one zombie game and then yeah. just keep Look updating at, it. That's the reason why Black Ops 3 is still more... more um, even though they remastered Modern Warfare and included it as a packing game with a £50 copy of Infinite Warfare, that's the reason why people are still buying Black Ops 3 over Infinite Warfare. Because Black Ops 3, it comes with... You can buy a pass to have the old zombies maps. Hmm. But the problem with that is that the pass costs 30 quid, the game still costs 40 quid, and that's 75, 70 quid altogether. Yeah, and you have to buy a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. I mean, just all they need to do is just make it £30 for the zombies mode plus all the maps for zombies. I'm thoroughly bored of those games back at Modern Warfare 2 where I started playing it and I was playing the multiplayer. I was like, they're yeah. pushing this too far. Yeah. I feel well, like so they're trying to the break thing, it. That's and the then thing. it gets really silly after that. Like, look at look at Black uh, not Black Ops, World at War. World at mm. War was like, it was a good multiplayer game. Yeah, it was all right. Because it was World War Two, yeah. and it had less of that fucking stupid shit like gliding and stuff that no one gives a fuck about in Call of Duty. Mm. It had all the weird perks and stuff, and it was all really well balanced. And then you They're went fucking into... attack dogs. Yeah, yeah, that was great because you could. It was like it's not like now where you get a fucking thing and it's like swarm of bees. It's like oh, the thing is now with Call of Duty is especially the futuristic ones is that they feel like they're fucking trying to be Titanfall without the yeah. Titans. They've literally got not all the same that. things, and it doesn't feel as smooth as Titanfall. No. It's like and all the shit that they add in there is just more shit that dickheads that buy Call of Duty every year take mm. advantage of. I like having characters that have different perks and stuff because that comes from the whole Overwatch influence that's coming through and yeah but they're not doing that, that. But, they just have yeah. different suits so every th- yeah. character feels flavourless and boring yeah like that's why that's what I'm saying about World of War like Battlefield's in- reined it back a little bit and gone a bit back more to an older style with Battlefield yeah. 1 and that's working a lot I like Battlefield Call of Duty 1. needs to do that they need yeah. to sit in there and just like go what's the core of Call of Duty what is where where does the game exist the zombies um, but mate it was the military shooter yeah that focuses on not necessarily super realistic military style shooting, but mm. like because it's not it's an arcadey game. Yeah. But like focuses on a Tom Clancy style adventure. Not don't need to go into space. I think just going back to World don't War Two. Don't need to go underwater. Just stay in World War Two. Don't yeah. have don't have lasers. Don't have stupid guns with like auto aiming sights. Don't have people that have the ability to fucking fly. Yeah. Just have a core experience in which a Thompson rifle can be an MP40 or an MP40 can be a Thompson rifle and all it's based on is skill. Yeah. Like the SG90, the, sorry, SGH90, the old Russian rifle. As soon as I unlocked that in Call of Duty, I was like, yeah, I've got this. And then the kickback was too high. So I was like, I'm just going to go back to the Thompson. I'm going to go back to the MP40. I'm going to play a game using those. And then you had the pistol, the crew and shit like that. Just all that stuff. Just great bullets They've gone back bullets. to World War Two in the next one, aren't they? I know, but just it's not going to be good. What are they trying to sell it with? How are they going to make us buy the whole thing? Oh, I don't know. They're fucking including a whole new zombies experience. If it doesn't turn out to have a story mode and be the crux of the story mm. and actually be about that, I'm just not going to bother. Because mm. you remember like... Should have done that about 10 games ago. Yeah. Like, there was one game where it was actually... It looked like that's what they were doing. And it was the game before this one. Um, that might have even been Black Ops that 3. was Black Ops 3, yeah. So Black Ops 3, you complete the game. And there's like this this cool little like end, end film. 
Hmm. So the credits roll and you press A to skip them and it cuts to this film in which this guy's like breathing heavily and he's looking around and there's like a dead body to the left of him and there's like a corridor to the right. Jokers to the right. Yeah, there's a dead body to the left of him and there's a corridor to the right where there's this red light going beep, beep, beep and someone grabs the door and they get dragged off and the door suddenly just slams shut and you start running towards the exit and as you get out to the exit you hear this growling and you look behind you and there's a bunch of fucking rabid zombies running after you and you keep running forward and you see the fucking there's fences either side of you like a military complex and it's got a fence above you as well and there's all these fucking zombies reaching in to try and get you and you're fucking running and as you're running you've got like this you know the stim pack like the stim suit thing that they had and your guy makes a jump and he jumps and grabs onto the helicopter he gets inside and someone else behind him jumps as well and he sees the fucking zombie they bite one of the guys on the helicopter and the guy shoots him in the head and the fucking zombie tumbles out with him and just it feels incredible it's so fast and then that's how they went into the zombies mode which just wasn't very good yeah but like that that is what I want I want that to be the opening of your fucking game I want it to be that where you're like running along and like maybe maybe you inject yourself with some yellow fucking antivirus as you're trying to run and you're running through the crowd of smoke. I think and Call of Duty just, maybe just shouldn't yeah. be called Call of Duty if it's going to be a zombie thing. Yeah, well, make yeah. a different game. Well, maybe, but like yeah. just just they've got a great core concept that they're so afraid of dealing with because they want to be that person. They want to be the Call of Duty guys and they're afraid they're going to lose their audience. They've lost their audience. Yeah. No one buys their games anymore. Like, Black Ops 3 was the last game that they bought, and the only reason it's got such a good sales rate is because it's kept on being bought for so long. Yeah. And now you've got Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare, and they're selling Modern Warfare, but they've already broken the fucking public for Modern Warfare because they released buy-ons and add-ons and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, there's like, loot crates and Caesar. Didn't they release yeah, a just, what DLC the fuck is for wrong? Yeah, what the fuck DLC? is wrong with them? Yeah. Like, just... What are you doing? It's Activision for you. Yeah. They just yeah. don't understand that if they just released that Zombies game, if they just made it and made it well... People always give EA so much crap and there's... I think Activision and Warner Brothers are way worse than yeah, EA. definitely. But like, yeah, just imagine Especially that. Warner Brothers, which is just like, no, we're not going to fix the game. We're going to concentrate on making yeah. DLC instead. We're going to concentrate on making the next one, maybe. And that'll be, yeah. that'll be without these issues. It took Arkham Knight being a complete disaster on PC for yeah. them to go, maybe we'll fix it. That's fucking bad. Yeah. It works really well now, though. It's really nice. Looks stunning on my PC. Yeah, yeah. You're done. I like, see, I like talking that on consoles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm done. Like, You're done. Um, You're done. I was actually talking about Killing Floor too, which yeah, you got for way the price for the price and everything else is a John Malkovich. Ooh. Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, it's a John Malkovich up until 2001. Don't be racist. Malkovich is always great. When was Connor? Burn after reading. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I'm gonna miss my mum was. Let's say, let's say 2006. John Malkovich up until 2006. After that, it's kind of a shit show. I mean, you got red. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, he wasn't in the new Terry Gilliam, was he? No. No. He was in uh, He was in uh, the second... Um, God, what's it called? Wasn't John Malkovich going to be the vulture in the Spider-Man 4 film that Raimi yeah. was going to make? Yeah. yeah. But you had him in... Uh, what was the second Mr. Bean spy movie? Johnny English? Oh, Johnny English. He was in that, wasn't Classic. he? Terrible. Yeah, classic film. Terrible. Anyway, yeah, your review, Ant. Uh, right. Filler review. I played Until Dawn for a bit. How's that? I haven't played much of it yet. You like it? Yeah, so far, it's alright. It's um. It's really, really weird how well it's made. Yeah. But like, it had Sony's backing, didn't it? It was Sony I published know. it. And they, they restarted making that game as well. It, it was going to be a move game originally on PS3. Yeah, I know, yeah. Does it not... It feels a bit like... If Sony put enough time and effort into something, you can make it good. But yeah. it feels like the opposite of what they did with No Man's Sky. Nah, it's like what I like about it is it's got a really good feel, like late nineties, early two thousands horror film yeah. thing. Um, really surprisingly decent cast, and I've got a feeling they casted those guys before they became well known. Yeah. Apart from Hayden Pantera, I think she was intended to be the 
the person on the box. But then they got Rami Malik, who's now pretty well known for Mister Robot, um, Brett Dalton, who was in friggin' um, A Shield, and gradually became the most interesting thing on that show. Still is, yeah, he's, he's dead now. I think he's like a massively underrated actor. That guy. I think that um, yeah. he's like, got a weird physicality to him in that series yeah. that he doesn't really have in this. The first series of um, Agents of Shield, it's like everyone hated him for the ser- for the start of the series because like, oh, he's just goody two shoes spy. He's got no character, but he was doing that on purpose. And it's like, when he turns evil, he friggin' like a switch. When it's like, oh, Hydra's around now, he's like, I'm not going to hide it anymore. Boom, kills Veronica Hand. And then every series, he played a different sort of character. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, so far, it's like, it's been really fun and enjoyable. Peter Stormare's in there. That's nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, the jump, this this horror seems to be entirely jump scare focused for the most part. Yes and no. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of, ooh, there's suspense, then boom, something jumps up in front of the character. My characters ignored a jump scare at one point. <laughs> um, they were looking through some binoculars. It was like there's someone down by the lodge, and you look through the binoculars, and as I'm moving them around, the sting music noise happens for the jump scare. Something flicked on the screen for about three frames, and then they just carried on this cutscene as if they saw nothing. Yeah. So I think there was like a possibility, like if you saw the jump scare, something would happen. If not, this other cutscene happens. But... Yeah, they carried on like the jump scare hadn't happened, and I jumped. (laughs) (laughs) And the frame rate's quite shoddy. Like, it's all over the place. Uh, Yeah, there are certain scenes where it gets worse. Yeah. I think that there's a certain path that if you follow it, it's fine. But there's one that, if you diverge, there's a scene in which there's about four or five Wendigo. Okay. And they all try and they're all like sort of jumping about the place, and it cuts to about twenty frames per second, and you can see them. I was just doing regular cutscenes; it's dropping down all over the place. But um, it's quite fun. It feels like a really big budget take on those like you know, Life is Strange, Telltale Games, adventure games things where you have some slightly awkward walking controls, and you're going around picking stuff up to look at it and choosing dialogue, and you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, action sequences with QTEs. It feels like a much more bigger budget version of those. But it still has the same sort of trappings where, like, the walking, just generally walking around feels really weird. Like, I don't know why they can never do those games and have really smooth movement. And just, you know, how you look at stuff can be nice and simple and straightforward. It has to be sort of really slightly awkward and sometimes you miss what you want to try and grab mm. and all this. But um, it's an impressive game and it. Fits it's, it feels like it should. It feels like a 90s, 80s, early 2000s horror movie. Like, it feels like something that could be the House on Haunted Hill remake or f- um, The Faculty or friggin' um, Final Destination. Those sort of films. It fits in with that sort of tone. Yeah, kind of. It feels... I don't think you've got far enough for this to really come into play, mm. but it feels very... Um, it feels very low-key Romero at one point. Hmm. Yeah, you get. You get I think it depends that. where you go, though, doesn't it? Because the story no, goes all over the place, doesn't no, it? No, there's like there is a main plot thread that runs through it all. Yeah. Like I think the characters are pretty interchangeable in certain parts, but for the for the most, there is like a long. Has anyone died in your team yet? No, not yet. No, even got to the pretty point. good. You'll get into it, and there's there is a plot thread, and there's a lot to do with transformation and rebirth and all the other shit. Like there's a lot of symbolism yeah. to things like um, butterflies. You see a lot of butterflies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's symbolism into stuff like that. Well, it's all about but it keeps going on about butterfly effect, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It encourages you to play because I know when you finish the game, it saves all the like certain you things made. you've picked yeah. up, and it tells you so you can piece together this other story. What's nice is it gives you almost a recap at the end. Hmm. To show you where you where you and ha- you know like the Telltale games do yeah yeah give you like a like seventeen percent of people pick this route yeah it does that sort of towards the end which is nice I'm making a point of not killing any animals so far yeah that's that helps you later on yeah because I've seen I've seen like opportunities to shoot crows and squirrels and I ain't gonna do it 
Squirrels are cute. Crows are badass. You don't want to mess with crows. Yeah. They will fuck you over. I used to, there's a, when I was a kid, there was a series called The Crows. It was like a puppet show thing made by the guys who did Spit and Image. And it was basically a, it was basically a parody of The Craze, but with crows and for kids. And there's literally parts where like they put concrete boots on someone and throw them off a bridge. And it's like a kid's show. Fucking kid's show. Um, so I don't trust crows. No. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a dog early on. I don't know if you saved the dog. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I've only played like about three hours into it oh, so okay. far. Okay, yeah, you're not. So I need to keep playing it. It's only like it's only like a nine to an hour game. Yeah, yeah. It's intended to be like played through multiple times. Isn't oh yeah. It? yeah. My little sister's played for. I've played for it once. My little sister's played for it a bunch of times and apparently managed to save everyone. I need to try and finish it because I want to like Paul wanted to do a let's play of it and like I want to try and finish it once so we've got some of those little yeah clues and stuff already do filled what, in. What we could do is we could all do it together. I'm mm. happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll like find a day and I'll book a day off or something, or we could do it on a yeah. weekend or something. But so yeah, we'll all do it together. That'd be fun. I actually, I really, I really, really love that game. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff so far. Like, like I say, it feels like a big budget adventure game, but horror movie themed, and it's good. It's it feels, right. it feels like almost like Telltale got a lot of money. If Telltale got a lot of money, they would still use the exact same engine, and they'd probably just buy a more expensive voice actor. Probably, probably. Yeah, they yeah. did another series of the Batman game, which is probably the weakest one. Actually, it's not the weakest one. I no, suppose. game by people like didn't like Game of Thrones as much, did they? Game of Thrones was okay. Yeah, I didn't play it. Game of Thrones was all right. The thing that they, I think, the one they didn't like the most was probably uh, the Walking Dead season two. Yeah, Wolf Among Us is getting the second series though. Wolf yeah, Among Wolf Us, Among was, Us good. was really good. Yeah. Again, that's the whole. It just it went. This is what we yeah. fucking are. I want to do a Judge Dread game. They've done Guardians of the Galaxy one, but I haven't heard anything about it. Like nah. I've seen a couple of reviews and stuff. But There's only two episodes in so far. Yeah, isn't it? I've seen like a couple of reviews, but everything's like <laughs> <laughs> not play much. I feel like a lot of it is based on um, what they felt of the film. Yeah, but. Like, you know, who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. Until Dawn's alright. Right, your last review, innit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Have um, you actually got a last review? I do. This is this is my most exciting review. So, oh, shit. Um, I've, I've seen probably my favourite film of the year so far. Um, that was weeks ago, Baby Driver. Ah, ah. Now, this is the thing. Baby Driver, Baby Driver's now second. It's a very close second, but there is a better film this year. And it's the film. It's a film that I was very excited to see, but I didn't actually um, know that I was going to go see it. It was another one of the Valerian Screen Unseen the things. World of Thousands. <laughs> no. Um, so I was. I went to Screen. I went to Screen Unseen, the Odium thing. So it's five pound a ticket. You don't know what film you're going to go see. Um, and before they release what film, well, before you go and see it, before you watch it, there's a bunch of clues they release. Ooh. So just little little tidbits to like try and try and let you work out what it is. And all the clues were pointing to it being Dunkirk. Now last time. It was Baby Driver. Dunkirk's a porno about Captain Kirk, isn't yeah, it? it is, yeah. Um, the last one I went to was there were loads of hints. Yeah. About like sort of car movies and things like that, and Edgar Wright and, and Fistful of Fingers was one of the was one of the um, answers to one of the clues. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be Baby Driver, and I went to go be, see Baby Driver for a fiver, and that was fucking great. Went with my friend, and it was an incredible movie. Really, mm. really enjoyed it. This time, I went intending to go see Dunkirk, and I read a bunch of stuff about Dunkirk, and I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. I'm kind of excited. And the fucking film starts, and it has like this thing where it counts down five, four, three, two, one. You know that like the Odeon does every film, um, but with this, it's a special screen unseen thing. Mm. So you get all the people like, and they're all fucking waiting. And then when they re- when they show what film, you either get a boo, you get cheers, or you get huh? I don't know what this is. Mm. And out it comes, and it's the big sick, and everyone goes ah, huh? no one knows. And there's me going <laughs> yeah, the big sick. It's it, it's a great film. Is it? Yeah. It's a really fucking good film. So 
Ugh, it's hard to explain without spoiling any of it, so I'm not going well, don't to. Spoil it, you piece of shit. I'm not going to because I want people to go see it. Um, Kumar Nanjani, who is from Silicon Valley, and like he's like he's been a bit part of loads of stuff. He's a stand-up comedian. He's yeah. done comedy. I know him from uh, Twitter. People keep retweeting him. He's really funny. He's really funny on yeah. Twitter. He's really funny in real life. Um, he wrote this movie. It's based on his real life. Oh, well done to him. So, um, it's the story of a guy who's like a stand-up comedian and an Uber driver on the side. I think like it supplements the fact that he was like a he was a taxi driver or something when he yeah. was younger. Um, and he comes from Pakistan. And he's got this one-man show that's incredibly shit, and that's one of the cruxes of the film. It's one of the jokes. Mm. Like it is just a terrible one-man show, and it's terrible because it's so impersonal and it's all about India and his life. Well, it's meant to be about his life, but it ends up being more about India. Pakistan, sorry, but anyway, that's besides the point. Besides the point. So, stand-up comedian meets a girl on one night, and his chat line is, "Hey, you know what?" Let me. What's your name? And she gives him his name, and he write and he writes, and he goes, "That's your name in Urdu." And she goes, "Does that work?" And he goes, "Like, you know, not very often." <laughs> but uh, but do you like it? And like, they end up getting together, and and they have like this. They have this thing where in the morning she goes, "All right, I'm just going to call Uber. I'm going to go home because you know I really enjoyed tonight, but I've got this thing. I don't have sex with someone twice on the first night." And he's like, "Oh, I see how it is." And then she like because he's making jokes and stuff and being a little bit like teasing her a little bit she gets dressed under the sheet and while she's under the sheet she goes I'm calling Uber and she like puts him for an Uber driver and then his phone goes off and he's like your driver will be ready in a few minutes once he puts on his trousers <laughs> she's like fuck and he drives her back to hers and he goes I've got this rule like two dates and it, as time progresses they, they they get into a relationship and there's the problem is that um, Kamal um, he is constantly being pushed by his mother to marry a Pakistani girl like his family is very very deep into that they're very old-fashioned. They want him to carry on and, like, Sounds a lot kids. like Master of None. It's a little bit like Master of None, but... Yeah. Um, but similar sort of, you similar know, sort of story thing. about a, you know, yeah. immigrant fam... Well, some second-generation immigrant. Yeah. For, yeah. And he's... Yeah, and it's him trying to find his place, but his place is a very niche, yeah. very hipsterish lifestyle, as opposed to Kamal, who is, like, he's fallen into this thing where he's... He really wants to do stand-up, but, like, he's doing stuff that just keeps him alive, essentially. Yeah. And he's got this crappy roommate who's a creep, and, like, he's just a bit weird. And he keeps... He's got, like, a joke running throughout the film that is, like, his his roommate does stand-up as well. And it's like, my name's Steve! It's like the punchline to a terrible joke that you just... You find funnier and funnier as the film goes on. <laughs> it's like, oh, who's your roommate? It's like, oh, it's the... My name's Steve guy. And his dad references it later. He goes, you're not like that I am Steve guy. He's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the whole film, it's, it is great. Like, uh, so it comes into the point where he's in a relationship with this girl, um, and sort of, and then she discovers that he has a box and all the, in, all the Pakistani girls that his mom tries to set him up with, they give him a headshot and like information because it's like arranged marriage. So he can say yes or no to the arrangement. Swipe but, left. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like, it is a bit like Pakistani Tinder. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so. So there's got to be an app for that. Yeah, there must be. He has a box that your mum has to swipe first and then yeah. you get to swipe. Yeah. Um, he has a box that's full of, like a cigar box that's full of the pictures hmm. of these girls. And, um, and one day, I think it's Emily. Emily is Zokazan, who, hmm. his name's Kamal because that's obviously his real name and he is part of the story, but his, his uh, love interest is played by Zogazan, named Emily, and she discovers the box. And up until that point, you see little hints that she might not be well. It's yeah. not—it's not anything like really obvious, but you see her. She looks a little bit tired in one scene. In another, she randomly has a leg pain and she complains about it. Yeah. And it's—it's it's not played for laughs. It's more played like an awkward thing where she may have banged her leg because they're having a conversation about their about her parents visiting and him meeting them hmm. and all this other stuff. Um, so yeah, so um, and then she she ends up going into hospital, and it turns out that she has an infection hmm. just from 
out of nowhere she has an infection and he gets a call from one of her friends they've split up at this point because she's discovered all these pictures of these Pakistani women that his mom's trying to set him up with and all this information and uh, and it's great because she, <laughs> so she goes what are you doing judging Pakistani's next top model or something like that <laughs> it's like no it's this weird thing my mum and like she asks the question can you ever see us together and he says I don't know because he he doesn't want to lose his family there's a deep connective tissue to it and they are such an integral part of his life and his heritage and he doesn't want to lose that um, and then she gets sick one of her friends calls him goes I've got your number because she had it on her phone um, can you go pick her up I know you're a driver she I don't have a car I'm at work I can't fucking do this he goes over and the doctor says the infection's got real bad we need we need you her husband to sign this for her and he goes oh I'm not her husband he goes if let me explain this to you again hmm. the only person I can have sign this is a family member or a husband if I don't get a signature on this, the infection may get worse and then she may get seriously sick and there's a chance she may, you know, not make it through this. So once again, I'm asking you, you as her husband, can you sign this? And he signs it. And from there on, he has like this responsibility. Yeah. And he he's essentially, he is, um, he was in love with her before. You can kind of tell they have that connection, but his family's yeah. holding him back. And it's her in the coma for the majority of the movie from that point. And he meets her family and he has, like, he, he falls in love with her as a whole being. Wait, wasn't this a Sandra Bullock film? No. No, you're thinking of While You Were Sleeping. And yeah. that's a creepy, creepy film. Yeah. Because they didn't have a relationship before then. She was a ticket officer in yeah. a train station. That's not the he, only film where she's a creepy... I know. I know, The Heat. Still, no, not The Heat. <laughs> not The Heat. The one where the um, she's following the... Was it The Weatherman oh, Around the Country? Uh, all About Steve. Yeah. I've seen both of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen almost all of Sandra Bullock's movies. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, the best Sandra Bullock movie is... Um, yeah, what's is... the one where she forces Ryan Reynolds to pretend to be her? Oh, the... What is uh, with her and creepy... The secretary or whatever it is? The proposal. The proposal, the proposal. Yeah. What is the one where she's, she's got, got Ma- Matthew McConaughey and he's... And he's a lawyer and the Ku Klux Klan and it's got Kiefer Sutherland in it. It's fucking incredible. No it's idea. actually a really good film. No idea. We have to watch that at some point. It's got Samuel Jackson in it. Geniality. No, no, no. Um, no. Let me let me explain the rest. Anyway, of, let me explain. Let me, let me review this film. You don't big want to sick. tell about the whole film. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go any further. This film is. Um, this film is an incredible movie. I wouldn't say like it is the ty- love story of our time, but the way that it works and the way that it makes it feel like this is the natural progression of a relationship instead of being yeah. like this comic stupidity. And the dialogue is very realistic. There are scenes in which... In which it sounds a lot like something like 50-50, that sort of tone. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I compared it to my friend when we were seeing it. I said, this is a bit like 50-50. And he said, I don't want to cry at a film like that. And I said, that had a happy ending. Watching the film. Had a happy ending. This film has a similar yeah. sort of story, but I can't, I can't tell you how they went with it because they may have made it a tragedy, they may have made it a comedy. You know, and there are elements both. of both. Elements of both. There really are. Yeah. And it's just, it's great. I, Someone slips on a banana pill but gets hit by a truck and dies. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Bit of both. Um, this, is, this is one of this year's best movies. I don't think this is going to be a number one for everyone, but for me personally, being in a relationship where illness has... I've previously been in relationships. I am in a relationship now where mental illness, which isn't the same, and also illness previously where there's someone who's been sick in the relationship and, and you do your best. You, you try and avoid those mm. things that make someone feel worse. You try and avoid say, th- saying things that may broach a delicate subject in, in an indelicate way. I, you know, everyone's, everyone's had something like this. Not yeah. quite as severe, but everybody's had someone like this and not realised. And watching it on the screen and seeing someone act as awkwardly as a normal person will act in that situation, and saying the stupid shit that you shouldn't say, and doing the stupid shit you do out of anger, or you do out of just just some some unfathomable emotional response to something that's happening around you. And it's incredible. It is, it is a really, really good film. I... 
as I said, I, I think that personally to me, this strikes a chord because as a Pakistani that's grown up in the UK, yeah. <laughs> as, as someone who doesn't know what they're doing with their life and has always mm. strived to do something with it, just anything. You could and, um, throw the rubbish in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm going to do that. But yeah. as someone In the new and, burnt bins. Yeah, in the... Well, no, it's, it was a mattress, but anyway. Yeah. Um, as someone who strived to find their place in a world and, like, I don't connect with my parents and I don't feel the same as they feel about things. Like, I don't have that. What if it turns out your parents were really people who kidnapped you as a young child and you're secretly if, the son of a spy? If I'm living the if I'm living the storyline of abduction starring uh, starring Taylor Lautner, I would be very happy. When do I get the abs? When do you get to slide down a building? <laughs> when do I get to slide down a building? Um, yeah, no, like I was saying, illness, mm. illness touches everyone. And like a film like this where it takes it and it makes it personal in a really exaggerated way, but it's based on a true story. Yeah. It's all based on how Kamal actually met the woman that he he eventually fell in love with. Oh. So it's like, I'm not going to spoil it because there are elements, they do change a lot and the ending it isn't true to life. I think yeah. that's for a reason. Thematically, it makes more sense. And I think that anyone who sees it is going to see why that happens. Yeah. But God, it's fucking great. Ray Romano's in it. I don't fucking hate him. Ray Romano is a really good character in it. No, Ray Romano's Hunt. a good actor. Just Holly everyone Hunt's hates him it. and everybody yeah. loves Raymond. But in this, he's fucking great. He's really yeah. touching. He's really human. Holly Hunter's in it. And she yeah. is, she's the parent of nowadays. Like, every time they tell her something, he's writing it down. And she Googles it later. Yeah. And goes through it. And she's like, oh, fuck, the internet. Why are there so many these fucking horrendous pictures like that? <laughs> like, they get into a fight with a racist in a bar. And the way that that fight goes, it's so natural that that person could either be a hack, like, a, like someone who's, um, who's like, um, heckling someone. Or it could just be some racist arsehole who decided that's the day that he's going to stand up like his clansman. But either way, he is broken. Like, he is, he is just completely shot down by this middle-aged woman and her husband, who is, for all intents and purposes, the most passive person in the film. And he goes... And Ray Romano, in probably one of the best outbursts of film in a little while, he turns around and he says, he says I'm, I'm like a fucking elevator, buddy. I have levels. You're about to fucking reach the top. And I was like... Because it's not intimidating in any way, but seeing it happen in that in that yeah. environment, you're like, it's cringeworthy. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm a little bit like Ray Romano, people. Well done, sir. <laughs> so yeah, I really recommend it. It's great as a mammoth. <laughs> the Big Sick. It's it is another Tom Atkins. There's two in one review. This has only happened one another time. But this is this is for me a film you can watch with a partner. It's a film you can watch if you're sad and you need a pick up. It's a film you can watch if you just want to watch a comedy film. That's is a it great as romantic film. as Audition. <laughs> More romantic than Audition. Oh. That's pretty tough. I know, right? That film's sexy. It's got so many kidnappings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I highly recommend it. It's going to be... It's. I think it comes out on the 28th here, but um, I got to see it for the screen on the scene, so it's like always a couple of weeks early. Yeah. But holy shit, Kamal. Uh, you know, uh, for someone who... For someone who most of most of Silicon Valley is stuck with the I'm Pakistani jokes or like this mm. is how immigration goes. Mike Judge isn't a bad writer. You know, yeah. that show is good and most of the jokes that are about race are in in a in a way that makes it makes it like uh it's it's unlike other films and other media where you make a racist joke and the joke is always, Hey, remember when people used to say this? That's inappropriate now or like yeah. old people say the most racist stuff. You know, it's not that. Like yeah. there's a there's a joke um in this where um Ray Romano goes he awkwardly has to meet Kamal for the first time and they're sitting there in silence eating this lunch together and he goes, I've always, uh, I've always wanted to talk to someone uh, like you about 9-11. And uh. Uh, Kamal goes, Kamal goes, oh, uh, what, 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 in, in what context? And he goes, mm. well, I mean, I mean, yeah, like, what's your opinion on that? And uh, Kamal <laughs> goes, 
Come on, it's home. It's a tragedy. And he's like, and they're both like nodding. And he goes, we lost 19 of our best guys. And I was like, oh, fuck me. This is an American movie that has one of the best 9-11 jokes. But Jesus Christ, 9-11. There are people who would be shot for less. And it's in this film that's massively released. And it's got loads of praise. Oh, shit. I forgot to watch that trailer for that new 9-11 film with Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. What? There's a 9-11 film with Charlie Sheen? Yeah, we're stuck in a lift inside the Twin Towers. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Apparently. Fuck off. Yeah, I need to Oh my trailer. god, is that getting a cinema release? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be... We're going to have to start our own it's, podcast where we start yeah. reviewing just it Charlie Sheen like, films. Um, what was that? Sh- it sounds like the same sort of thing as that, like, friggin' Left Behind... Yeah, that was so yeah. bad, yeah. I can think it's we... made by the people who made the Anne Rand films, the Atlas Shrug films. Can we start Can we start a podcast called Crit Apocalypse Presents A Touch of Sheen? And oh, we no. we just we just review Charlie Sheen films. No, no. we do ten minute reviews What's the one of Charlie with the Sheen. Oh, I can't remember, but it's Straight incredible. DVD. At yeah. the end, the kid has the legs that transform. So it's like, hey, kid, go tell your spaceship fuck off. And the kid goes, all right, <laughs> <laughs> runs off. But yeah, yeah, the big sick. Everyone needs to see it. Uh, this needs to be a hit. Fifty Fifty didn't get the respect it deserved. It didn't get the response it deserved. It's a really good film. It did so fucking poorly compared to the quality of the film. Yeah, it's kind of hard to sell a film about cancer. It it was so funny though. It was so funny, and there were like there were bits where you were like, "Why is the character doing this?" It's like, "Oh yeah, because that character's already mourning and grieving Mm. and trying to get past the death of her spouse when it hasn't." Like even the villain of the piece, which is his girlfriend, you are like, she's she's essentially in a relationship with someone she's been with for years who has now got what is essentially a death threat, a death sentence mm. and she is acting the way any grieving person would she's acting out and mm. you're acting like she's a villain but this is one of the most relatable characters in your movie she mm. makes mistakes she fucks up she forgets to come pick you up like loads of stuff happens but she's not an awful person for it she's just kind of shitty yeah but that's people people are shitty and that's what I like about that movie like it's very even handed mm. anyway the big sick it's just fucking incredible um, like I said, not for everyone. I think racists won't like it. It's got some Pakistani people in there. It's a lot no, of beard jokes. They don't like that. There's a lot of beard jokes. How are they supposed to relate to someone with a different colour skin to them? There's loads of beard jokes and uh at one point they watch at one point he puts on the um he puts on the uh, uh, abdominal Mr Doctor Phoebes. Oh, abdominal um, Doctor Phoebes. There you go, Phoebes. Um mm. he puts that on and the joke is he's like he's like He's like, oh, just watch this movie and let me know what you think. And he sits down on a chair opposite her and she's like, oh, is this one of those things where you make me watch one of your terrible B-movies from the 60s and then you gauge my reaction and whether or not you want to be in a relationship with me? And he goes, no, it's nothing like that. And it cuts to him just staring at her as she watches. <laughs> like, he's like, just keep watching. It's a really good part coming up. Uh-huh. And it's like, great. I remember awesome. a girl I was seeing try to... Um... Like she basically went, oh, let's watch a horror movie. And I went, what sort do you want to watch? Because I was just like, oh, I've got plenty. Yeah, I want something suspenseful, something silly, something really violent. She went, oh, let's watch something really violent and gory. Yeah. So that's when Evil Dead comes off the shelf. Oh god. And by the time it got to the bit where the pen gets stuck into Ash's into the leg, yeah, the pencil, and she's like, can you turn it off, please? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> see ya. I remember, <laughs> you can't make it through that. I remember I had I dated someone who was like a year younger younger than me. I was like fifteen. I think she was fourteen. We were kids. And um, and she was fourteen. You were twenty. <laughs> it's not legal. It's not legal if I don't. You know, you got the Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I got the card. I yeah. got the card. She was eight when I met her. <laughs> no, I um, no, I um, I remember that. Um, I remember someone came around my house. It was a girl that I really, really was. I fancied her, and my parents. They, you know, their parents are like, she can stay over, but you have to stay downstairs. She can stay in your room. You have to stay downstairs. It's like, okay, cool. So she sat in my room and watched Return of the Living Dead, and I tried. I tried in the most 
futile possible way to have sex with someone um just because we were young you know like you're young and everybody's doing it like i think her friends were saying like oh we've all done it and she was like curious and shit and um, we ended up just awkwardly kissing and then immediately deciding neither of us wanted to be with the other one nothing was going to happen between us but let's watch a good movie watch the fly and she cried and called her parents and got picked up (laughs) it was the most embarrassing date of my life the fly the fly romantic what super romantic I like the fly. It's dead a, romantic. Especially when he vomits on... I was a kid stuff. and it was, I was a weird kid. No. I was a super weird kid. I met someone like... I met, I met someone like a year older than me that same sort of time and did the same thing. And it worked pretty well. Well done. So it just depends on the person. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> hey. Hey. I'm in love with a lady that I'm... I'm with now. She's nice and happy to me. Does she like the fly? She hasn't seen it. She probably won't ever watch you it. You might probably want to. Might probably want to get to watch that. No, I don't think she's going to want to watch that ever. Oh dear. But right. like, you know, I can watch it in private. Yeah, with your myself. pants down. Yeah. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, everybody watch the big sick. Everyone see it. Everyone buy it. And if you don't like it, then just fuck yourself, you stupid cunt. You don't know what movies are. Well, I'm going to be real quick now because this is approaching two hours. No, it's not. It's nowhere near. Idiot! It's one hour forty. Jesus, right? We're cutting. That's going to be like that's going to be like an hour. So I'm going to review the big game release this week. Yep, massive, huge release. Behold, the Kickmen is yep. finally out. Yep, it's a foot- two out of ten. No, it's a solid seven out of ten. Six out of ten because it's a football game. It can't Five possibly be better than seven Four out of ten. 10. Um, Eleven out of ten. So about a year and a half ago, yep. Dan Marshall, developer of the Swindle, yep. been there, Dan. That time, gentlemen, please, gun there, monkeys. Yeah. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Yeah. Um, he made the dumb joke that anyone can make a football game. It's not too hard. He doesn't like football, but he figures it would be pretty simple to make a football game. So then people kept challenging him to, and he did like a little game jam thing, and then he went, all right, I'll try and make a football game. And it's taken a year and a half. He intended this to be a little simple, like, three-month thing, but he kept getting incredibly bored because it's football. Yeah. Um, but he ended up making the most accurate football simulation that's ever been made. Um the football court is the right shape. It's circular, which all other football games get wrong for some reason. Yeah. Um, he's made sure the umpire gives the player a kiss when they score a goal. Um, you get more points depending on how far away from the goal you are, yep. just like in real football. Um, it's like a fantastic, really fun, reminds me of sensible soccer and kickoff when it was oh, sort of playable. Sensible soccer. Yeah. But years and years ago, the two football games, sensible soccer or kickoff, were the two that everyone played. Yeah, kickoff was always shit. I don't know why people think that was a good football I game. I didn't mind kickoff, but there was it was the sequel because you know they made I've one got super kickoff. Yeah, I've got it over there. I did not like super kickoff. It's terrible. Yeah, I liked kickoff though. Yeah, but did, sensible soccer. Didn't soccer's they have a classic. kickoff on the on the Mega Drive as well? Yeah, that's what I've got over there. What's, yeah, and then got, Super Kickoff yeah. was on the SNES. No, Super the, Kickoff's on the Mega Drive and on the SNES. Yeah. That's why it's called Super Kickoff because yeah. it was an SNES game and they had it on but the it Mega wasn't Drive. Wasn't good. No, but this one, it's got that same sort of feel. Um, it is like a single player game, but I like the way the gameplay works. There's like a tackling mechanic that would probably break multiplayer. Yeah. Um, when you tackle someone, you like you hold the tackle button. This little dart comes up. It's like arrow. Yeah. And you point it towards where the ball is. And it charges up and slow motion happens. When you let go, you slide tackle into the opponent's ball. Nice. Um, but when you hit it, then like a reticule comes up. And if you you have to tap the button as it gets to the orange point hmm. so that you take possession of the ball. Otherwise, the ball just bounces away. Okay. So the idea is you've got like a little mechanic in there. But if that was multiplayer, you'd constantly be stealing the ball from each other every well, I can half see a that second. Being, I can see that being a thing that people use to get a goal from like a 
tackle. So can you direct it if you... No, no basically, if you don't hit that orange, mm. the ball will just roll away. But it's pretty easy to grab. But if you do hit the orange circle at the right time, you'll just run off with the ball. Okay. Um, when you dash, a little rainbow comes out behind you. Nice. Sparkly rainbow. So it's a bit like Rocket League for football. Yeah, it's really fun, though. I think I think he probably will try and do a multiplayer mode eventually. He said yeah. he didn't do one because he's done multiplayer before with Gun Monkeys and it didn't work out too well and all no. this sort of stuff and the game died. Well, I mean, um, like looking at iDub and things like that, they made it work. Yeah. Small team. Yeah. Loads of, loads of different... But he said, like, if it sells well enough, he'll work on a console version. If you do a console version, he'll probably have to do a multiplayer mode for that. Because it'll be a hard sell without the multiplayer on console. There's going to be a person soon that realises that they can set the price for their project on Mm. Xbox One and PS4. And they're going to release the first 99p full game with, like, DLC Don't race to the bottom. We can't race to the bottom. This one's only £2.79. But that's what I mean, like... Yeah, it's dead cheaper than I thought it'd be. But if he makes this and ports it to consoles and then just goes, look... I am P. I've already recouped the costs by doing it on PC and sold 2,000 copies. So, 9 MP. Let's see what people do. And then, yeah. like, people will buy it in fucking droves. It, yeah. Like, look at, look at iDub. iDub was eight quid. It was given away for free with Xbox, um, Xbox Gold one. Oh, yeah, one yeah month. I remember that, yeah. And then suddenly everyone was buying it after that month because they missed out on it. They didn't think it was anything. And then loads yeah. of people were playing it for ages on Twitch and shit. People still yeah. play it on Twitch. Yeah. And it's, it's a good solid game. It just, you know, I think that if you started at that 99p price because it's just him programming by himself, isn't it? Yeah, Dan, yeah. Yeah, so if yeah. he programmed it... I think like, he's a bit too proud to sell it that cheap. I mean, like... But I think not... he probably only sold this one cheap, though, because he's embarrassed that he made a football game. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I would have paid 10 quid for it, though. If he's trying to take the piss, and like, if yeah. he's really trying to take the piss out of FIFA and stuff like that, then do this, yeah. and then every year, just when he releases, like, he can release a new version, and be like, he'll call it, like... Oh, 018. New adverts. Yeah, like, do, no, just call it 18. And then yeah. every team just has 18 on the name. Yeah. Or like 2018 or well, this, When you name your team, you've always got United in the. Yeah, there you go. something United. So United 18. Yeah. My, my team's called Bums United. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like. You can name your main character because there's a story mode. I think that if he was doing this and then just every year, just all he had to do yeah. was add in 18 and then maybe added a new mode and the new mode being the ball is slightly bigger yeah. <laughs> or multi-ball mode when you get three goals a, in a row there was a bug in the Mac version that made the cursor on the menus bigger it was there like massive and yeah. he was like he's like well one way I could fix this is just make the cursor bigger on all the other versions yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah like I just think I just think maybe maybe this could be his joke that actually makes him a lot of money yeah. but the this, swindle made him money I guess I know the swindle made him loads That's of money a great but game like, the Swindle is a great fucking game, but yeah. this could be this could be I'll knock it out in two days and yeah. every year there'll be a new version and I'll just throw something stupid in there. And like every year, actually just make it the same game at yeah. the same price and anyone like who has it. Like the Wii it, FIFA games. Yeah. So it's like anyone who has it just gets that upgrade for free and it just yeah. changes it to say 18. But yeah. anyone who buys it from that point is like, have oh, you got the new version? Yeah, charge of- an extra quid every year. Yeah. Just to- no, no. Charge everyone who buys it the year after just change the name on the store so it's like 18, yeah. 19. Exact same game. But have it the exact same game, exact same price. And if you yeah. bought it before, you this- have the new version. It's a really good game, this. Like the, the single player is, like the tutorial is one of the funniest things you play. Little facts come on the side of the screen yeah. as you play and it tells you all sorts of stuff. There's one that comes up and says, did you know that some football players get paid more than nurses and doctors? and teachers <laughs> because that's okay and it's got hashtag wow at the end of each one that's what I mean like um, this could be this could be a great thing it's, this is, it's genuinely brilliant imagine like, like um, imagine releasing on the Switch having the yeah. first Nintendo 99 a lot of people are Switch. asking for a Switch yeah, port and Switch he's like oh, DS asking for a Switch port is the new I want it on Vita yeah um 
but there's yeah, there's like, single player modes like a uh, story where you play your character. You can name your character. He's a British yeah. football player. Yeah. He's getting bullied by another football player called Pedro something. Um, and your coach is this big fat guy. He's telling you all about what's important in football is business. This sounds great. Um, and it's fucking hilarious. Like there's an achievement on there for kissing Pedro. <laughs> so I need to find out how to get the story to get to that. But there's stuff like Pedro will call you a name and two choices will come up. It says hold back tears cry. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but yeah. If is... there's a mystery around your father and what happened to your father, um, and you just play for a league, there's Does a league. Does anyone want to pay me five pound to design a game for them? No, don't. I think like I think that we could do this. It could be all you need to do is if you want us to if you want us to help you design a game, just pay us five pounds. That's all we ever ask. We won't ask for any ideas, men. The yeah, worst we'll men in the industry. Five, five pounds, and we will we will come up with ideas for you. And our first idea is given away for free to this man who made this game. Just every year, change the name on whatever marketplace you get it on. Make it as cheap as possible. So make it so you can replace FIFA with it. It's already £2.79. That's I know, cheap. but on every console, it just needs to be... It, I told him he should, probably should have charged 10 quid for it. Well, yeah, you probably yeah. should have, but you can make this... Then the again, never... at least the same day as Dream Daddy. Probably yeah. not a good idea, to... No, not a good idea. Yeah. But you can make this the biggest joke in the games industry. Make it the annual football game that isn't actually annual. It's one time, and it's mm. a pound each time, and you change the fucking name every year. And do it every time that it FIFA's does actually released. already have a year in the title though, because if you're on the main menu and you really don't like football, because yeah. who does? Um, you can click on a little football with a tick icon on the bottom, and yeah. it turns the game into a future sports skip game. <laughs> the arena turns metal. There's clanging noises when you tackle someone. Blood oh, gets sprayed shit. behind, Look at this. and it's now called um, it's called Behold the Kickman Kickmen 2047. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Already, already, this is my favourite thing, and I feel like you could do. You can make so much it's money so from this. So I've been playing it for a few weeks because, like, you've got the you've my got voice may be in the game somewhere. Somehow you've got crowd. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. I don't know where. I just shouted a load of nonsense. Oh, I don't. Please. I haven't heard it yet, but to be honest, like, I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that just got turned into rumblings in the crowd. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff's amazing. Like, please make it one pound on every console and every year. Change no, the title. Let him charge no, two seventy nine every. No, because you have to have it that price point. One pound and every year what? change because it's the it's the it's the way to penetrate every market. Yeah, you can make every race to the bottom. It's because, bad, but no, it's not bad if you're it doing it. It's a cosmic joke at the expense. He made this to make a football game as a joke. <laughs> Just make it as a joke on FIFA every year. Change that name one year later and do it on the same day that FIFA is released. So that in the marketplace, it against FIFA. In the marketplace, every year you've got FIFA. Behold the Kickman 2019, FIFA 2019. Yeah. Every single year. And it will sell so... It'll be the so... new FIFA versus Pro Evo. Yeah, it will sell so well because it will be one pound and every year someone will see it and they'll go, oh shit, a pound for a football game. And it looks great. It's got so many yeah. great reviews. I'll review it a hundred fucking times and buy it every single, every single format. I will buy this game to drive it up. I will tell everyone to buy this game. You'll tell everyone to buy this game. Anyone I can fucking talk to for five seconds and say, have you got a quid? Buy that fucking game. You want a Christmas present? I bought you a fucking game. It was a quid. Here you go. Enjoy. This sounds incredible. This could be the biggest joke on EA since forever. And all it needs to do is sell a thousand copies on each format. And it is... It's got a better story mode than I think the FIFA game will have. It's already won. If you sell a thousand (laughs) copies on PS4, on Xbox One, and on Switch, you have one life against EA. And that is fucking hilarious. You probably wouldn't have made as much money as EA made. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. After all the licenses and shit. But you you could do this. This, you are... You're a smarter man than any of us, and you have the ability to make something that is already. Yeah, but I think Dan's hilarious. already very bored of football. But Dan just <laughs> needs to change the date. 
Yeah. Every year, just change it. That's a, maybe... That sounds like a lot of effort. No, it doesn't. No, it isn't. And it's great. You're going to have to change the icons on He's the store. so fucking smart. I love this guy already. Yeah. I want to kiss him. Dude, get in touch. Sorry. <laughs> oh, um, you are awesome. So. It is fantastic. Like It's all the the terminology in it just yeah. being messed up. The fact they call the league a spreadsheet, the football <laughs> spreadsheet. You can decide how many teams are on the football spreadsheet. He's already um, my favourite person. Genuinely Stop tricky. Making me fall in love with him. The game's really difficult. Like I've, I've turned the difficulty down because I just want to play. For it fun. has difficulty levels. Yeah, this is already better than FIFA but, um, in so many ways. He said. He said earlier that there's a. Apparently, there's a bug in the game where sometimes the opposing team will just give up, and he's like, "That's not a feature. That's not a joke." No, no, that is. He Leave that in there, sir. Yeah. Leave that in there. Um, oh god, this no. is this is incredible. If you play quick play, though, it's like you can bump the. Di- that's where I'd bump the difficulty up and this play just... around. In single player, I just want to play for the story because it's funny. I've never been in love with a game. But, um, yeah, I think it, I'm in love with this game. It's. I'd say if you like sensible world of soccer, speedball, like those. I bought sensible soccer on the Xbox yeah, 360. Those like. Those like mid nineties, yeah, arcadey fun. It's the only time I've ever games. enjoyed football games. Yeah, FIFA ninety eight on the PlayStation. Everyone loves FIFA ninety eight. Yeah, I remember what? playing FIFA Road to the World Cup ninety eight. You know why loads. people love FIFA ninety eight? Yeah, Robbie Williams on the soundtrack. Yeah, you know why people love FIFA ninety eight? Why? Because it was the first one to reintroce the top down. They oh yeah, you could down. play that. Yeah, because yeah. every other view. one they got rid of that. They yeah. had like three D for the PlayStation, and they the first re- PS one one was um, it had sprites and like yeah, uh, two D sprites in a three D plane. Yeah, and you had the um, five aside indoor yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, and FIFA Street was the one that like carried that. Oh on, god, FIFA Street where you could score an own goal and your yeah. player would celebrate. Yep, good game. Um, but, oh my god, dude! Just if you mm. if you if you want someone to manage this somehow, if you want a hype man slash someone to give you business ideas, just let me know. Yeah. But it's um yeah, it's genuinely. I am so passionate about this project. I'm not even fucking played the game. You need to play it. It's not multiplayer, is it? No, uh, no. single player only. <laughs> I'm joking. But like I said I think it's it's built around playing single player. I kind of I kind of will. I just think play multiplayer would be a player. bit tricky because the mechanics of the way you play the game is. Wouldn't it be cool if they had like a ghost? There's mode? There's a lot of slow motion stuff like that. Wouldn't it be cool if they had like a ghost mode? And the ghost mode was you had to try and steal the ball from the ghost, but if you didn't get it in the goal within like ten seconds, then the ghost would continue playing as they did the match that you're playing the ghost uh, mode with. Let's catch up to them. So you'd have to yeah catch up to them. You basically yeah. have like a ten second timer, so you'd be playing against this this ghost. And every time you got like close to the goalpost and things like that, their defense would come into the same positions they came into to save a goal from the opposite team during that match. But the ghosts would only appear on the side that you were on. So if like the ghost travelled over the other side, sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a ton of work, dude. Don't listen to that business. You don't want to put too much effort. Don't listen to that business idea. Listen to the other business idea that I said where you should sell it for a pound. I will be your hype man. Kiss me. Deserves more than a pound. He does. He absolutely does. But it will sell like crazy for a quid. It will get all the attention. Sell like crazy for £2.79. No, because IGN won't follow it. You need the something It was the number two game on Steam the other day. But you need something that's going to get it into like every single publication. A £1 game selling and reaching the top of the charts because it's a quid and everyone buys it is going to be what gets him there. Every publication can talk about this. As soon as you hit that price... Then it's the guy who made a football game. Yeah, I know, but it's... (laughs) uh, It's the guy who made a puzzle football relationship manager. Yeah. It's like quite possibly the most indie quirky idea ever for a football game and it could make loads. You need to do a hockey game next. I want Behold the Stick, If you mate. sold a million of these at a quid, that's a million quid. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and you know how many times, how many times have you gone onto like fucking PlayStation Network and gone, oh God, it's only £1.50 for that outfit for that person in that game. It's only £1.50. Pardon? Yeah, you, you fucking Overwatch, you've considered buying loot crates. I bought some loot crates because I needed that... <laughs> you go! Yeah, but I needed yeah, that Genji Sentai skin. No, you skin. don't! You don't need any yes, of that. Yes, I did. Because when he, when he does his for, attacks, he goes, that's, that's for a fucking thing like that. Imagine, you spent... I got like, it in my what, last five quid? 
it knew what I wanted. It's eight, it was like five quid? Yeah, eight quid, I think. Eight quid you spent 11 loot boxes. on that. You could have bought this game eight, ta- eight times on PSN and not bad an eyelid. Yeah, but I'd only be able to play it one. It's, like, it's no, still the same game. You've already said to me that if you can't kiss Pedro through that story mode, you're going to have to play again to kiss yeah, Pedro. Yeah, have to. Yeah, you fucking idiot. You've already marketed the game. Why yeah. are you saying you can't... Ah, oh, God! Sell it for a quid! Yeah. Sell a million copies! But Print all the money! It's a great game. You're done now. I want this game! I want to play it on Xbox One. I don't, I can't. Fucking everything runs shit on Steam for me. Oh no, this game runs amazing. People have been complaining because the CPU goes crazy on it and it is playing at a thousand frames per second. I'm just going to have to buy it, aren't I? Yeah. I can play it on here. I've got mine. No, 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 because he deserves the money. If I buy this, you are. Yeah, I didn't give him any money for it. He gave me a key for it because I. um, If I buy this, he is is unknowingly entering a contract to follow my business idea and then give me five pounds. Mm, Even okay. if he makes a million pounds, I only want anyway. a fiver because he is—he's the genius. I'm just the person. I would, who's, I would like this podcast to end sub two. I'm hours. just a good person at selling just, stuff. I'm not good at. Good you made at me spend fifteen minutes things. on a two pound seventy nine football game. It's my favorite thing ever. I've had to talk about football for fifteen but minutes. But it is my favorite thing ever, and you have told me about it. So by your rights, you can get two pound fifty of my money I get from this man once he makes the game. Right. Anyway, we're done. On oh my god, he's going to make can it, it on Xbox episode? One for me. Because I have to edit this. He's my favourite person. Yeah. I've only just... What's his name? Is he on Twitter? Dan Marshall. Dan that on Twitter. Okay, one sec. Dan, Dan. Dan. He, it's not live, is it? It's not live. It's useless. I can't even shout at him to help him. Dan. Dan. Communicate with me. Will he listen Dan. to this? Dan. He's not going to listen to this, is Dan. he? Dan. He's not going to listen to this. Nor is Kamal yeah. Ninjani. I'm just going to be alone shouting yeah. at a fucking podcast. Can we end the episode now? No, because he's my friend now. Anyway, that was episode 69. <laughs> you said coming earlier. I said coming a bunch. Yeah. Anyway, one sec. What was his name? Dan Marshall or Dan that on Twitter. One sec. If I put in Dan Marshall, is he going to... See Dan, Dan that. There we go. Yeah. yeah. There he is. Oh, I've got caps lock on. I don't like that. Oh, dear. Oh, he's got a lot of followers. Yeah, he's really fu- He's funny. He is very what I'm looking funny. at it now, but hold the kick, man. Now on Steam, free Look for his Twitter, time. find the time he spent about six months in a chip shop because they had all you can eat chips. What? <laughs> so lovely people having fun with this, laughing along yeah. with my heart. He is, he is awesome. All right, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna pitch him my anyway. Dad, I love you. End the podcast. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening. Um, I'm sorry that we went off a bit on the end there. You're gonna uh, apologise to me for how I got. Gonna apologise to Ant because he has to edit this. But uh, as always. Enjoy, like, comment, subscribe if you get the chance. We are great bugs. We're trying to do this to entertain people. We're not doing this for a, uh, it's a our serious own benefit, business. really, are we? We're not really making any money or anything. We're just having a good time. I might make a fiver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you do want us to come up with ideas for your games, if you're incredibly unimaginative but have programming skill, contact us, yeah? At Crit Apocalypse or at LV54 Space Monkey. We can be idea men for you. That's the worst. No, they're the not. worst people in no, the game industry. No, they're not. We're the muses of the industry. Uh. You're just a penis for not believing in us. Anyway, Dan, hit me up, fella. Um, we'll talk ideas. Uh, everyone else, have a great evening. I love you. Uh, and Trump fucks kids. Uh, what were you saying? Milana's, Melania needs saving. What? American politics is a joke because you're all hillbilly cunts. What? Bye. Wait, what? Sorry, Texas is the, the swamp gonna, of done. the world. What? Bye. Racism Bye. is alive and well in, in America. Bye.